1: Hey everybody, it's John here. Um, before we get into this week's Wrestling Omikaze and hit the intro and all that, I have to start this episode on a very, very sad note. Um, I'd rather be starting this episode in any other way, but I, I really just felt like we had to do it right at the start here. Um, so last week, uh, you might have—you actually might have heard this news already. If you follow the either my Twitter account of Voices of Wrestling or I believe they've mentioned on the voice wrestling podcast, but last Wednesday, um, I received the incredibly sad news that my good friend Sean Williams, um, who was on Twitter as at the Dragon Suplex, um, he had also run the Stardom Project blog previously, and he had started doing some Stardom writing for Voices of Wrestling about a month ago. Um, I received the news that Sean Williams had passed away. A few days earlier on a business trip in Las Vegas Um, obviously this was this was incredibly sudden Um, Sean you know had been a friend of mine for you know almost 15 years Um, someone I met online doing e-wrestling actually and we just kind of discovered that we lived 20 minutes apart from each other and just kind of started hanging out and became lifelong friends and you know, um, it's still really difficult for me to talk about, even almost a week later here. But um, but yeah, so I just, he, he was the most amazing, wonderful person. Um, he was just the best friend I ever could have asked for. Um, he was a three-time guest on this show, which is why I thought it was really important to, to bring it up right away. Um, he appeared back on episode five, which was the introduction to joshi with alex um he appeared on episode 33 with, which was the history of stardom with tara and then he appeared on episode 39 which was um the show that he and i recorded from a hotel room together in long beach right after we had gone to uh the new japan strong Style Evolve show together we had made like a cross-country trip together for the show and it was you know he was such a great travel buddy um yeah, I'm just trying to keep it together here, and you know, it's just—it's really, really terrible that I, you know, that uh, obviously, first of all, huge condolences to the family. Um, you know, I know his fiance Brittany, and you know, he's—I know she, how much he's going to miss him, his sister Carrie, uh, his parents, and everybody. And you know, I miss him every day. You know, I a week later here, I still miss him, and you know I wanted to start this week by just acknowledging that and you know acknowledging that unfortunately he's never going to be on this show again with me and that really fucking sucks and you know like I said that's the least of all uh, you know honestly people lost a son and a and a fiance but I just I just can't believe he's ever going to be on here you know talking about he would have been on next week's episode I'm almost positive and you know it's just really sad um, but yeah, so that's Sean, and that's 15 years of friendship, a, a, a wonderful, amazing person, and I miss him every single day, and Sean, buddy, I love you so much, and I wish you were still here with us. Um, I'm glad I have those recordings uh, of the, you know some of the time we spent together, and maybe... You know, I, I can't really bring myself to go back and listen to them now, but I hope, you know, someday I'll be able to and just remember and enjoy the time we had together. And I hope all of you will go back and listen and you know celebrate his life. Um, before we hit the intro, I'm gonna I'm gonna insert a little moment of silence here, and then we'll get into this week's episode. Again, I'm so, I'm sorry to start things on such a down note, but I want to dedicate not just this episode, but every episode going forward of this as long as this podcast series might continue to my friend sean you know sean williams i love you and i wish you were still here buddy 33 years old and thank you buddy 15 years of friendship all right let's moment of silence here and then we'll get into this week's episode to wrestling omakaze episode number 44 um this week i'm joined by a first-time guest from twitter slash occasionally uh sheet sandwich my guest this week is kyle um how are you doing today
2: kyle uh well uh i'm doing all right i just got home from work a little bit ago um other than the dreadful 3 hours of raw last night and uh some dreadful wrestling on Sunday that we are going to bury momentarily here. Yeah. Uh other than that I've been doing all right.
1: Yeah, I mean it's been but, a uh, rough I'm ve- yeah,
2: uh, I'm, I'm very excited to be on the show. Uh thank you for having me.
1: Yeah, th- th- you're welcome. I mean it's good it's nice to talk about something, you know. Um I don't want to say positive because the show fucking sucked, but something <laughs> right, right. <laughs> something to get my mind off of things but yeah it's been a really rough week um
2: yeah um i heard about um you losing your friend and i know he was a friend of voices of wrestling as well um i didn't know him that much but i did hear him on i believe he was on one of your podcasts he's been on yeah he's
1: been on, on here three times
2: actually yeah yes and uh when actually, when uh, I listened to one of the episodes with him, I like immediately followed him after. I'm like, this guy has great wrestling takes, I gotta follow him. Yeah. So, uh, the recent news is sad. My condolences go out to his family and, uh, and you as well, because I consider you a very good friend of mine. Oh, so, thank you. uh, uh do yeah,
1: do you want to plug your Twitter, by the way, just so in case people people probably know you by your Twitter handle? Oh,
2: Oh yeah, sure. We'll get it out of the way here. Um I'm at through my Kai's. Uh instead of eyes it's Kai's, because my first name's Kyle, and I'm very bad with puns. So Yeah, it's so
1: K-Y-E-S. Yeah. Yep. Um But yeah, so like that's what we're here to do today is talk about backlash, like you said. Um I I mean I have to be honest with like I, I said it's on Twitter, but like as like the the, the don't talk who shows like some of it was good, some of it was bad. Um the first night especially I just I had so much on my mind with Sean like that was the day after I found out Sean had passed away. I just I really could barely pay attention to the show. Um but but just like watching how completely awful that backlash show was and just like it got to the point where like um you know like people people who know me know I'm not really a WWE fan and I don't I don't really want them to do well. So when they put on a show that terrible, um you know, like, whereas, you know, I, I imagine w, really, like, Hardcore W fans, you know, un- un- unless they're able to convince themselves it's great, but I didn't really see a lot of people convincing themselves that show was great. But, like, really Hardcore W fans must be, like, sad or, or, like, just not not happy when they have a show that bad. Me, I was just sitting there, like, laughing. I was, uh, you know, hate-tweeting it. I mean, that was a good old time for me, that three-hour piece of crap, and um, you know... Bearing that show on Twitter is probably the most the biggest the best distraction I've had so far since um you know the terrible news of the last week but...
2: yeah, so uh I actually didn't start watching backlash live um I was at the gym that day and, and i I looked at my phone when I was on the elliptical, and I'm like, there's no way the show is this bad. So I come back home, and I start watching around, I want to say, the end of, no, it was towards the middle of um, Big Cass versus Daniel Bryan. And I was like, well, I already knew this match was going to suck, and it did. So uh, I finished the rest of the show, I want to say, yesterday before Raw, and it sucked. It was terrible. Um, (laughs) I had I actually kind of laughed in my head when... You said that the show was three hours of garbage because it wasn't. It was like four hours of garbage. Well, if, and... if you want to,
1: if you don't count the pre-show, it was like three hours and 20 minutes. And the, the opener was like 15, 20 minutes. The opener was good. That was the yes. one good thing on this fucking show was the opener. So three hours of garbage seems accurate to me. If you're not counting the pre-show, it's like from 820 to like 1120 or something like that. It was just awful. Or no, wait till yeah, it's eleven it, it, thirty five or something. So it's more than three yeah, hours.
2: Yeah, <laughs> Yep. So. And as soon as as soon as the show went off, and then I saw Renee Young with Peter Rosenberg on whatever the hell that show is after uh, the pay per view, I was like, it's bedtime.
1: Yeah. Um,
2: I will say this: that um, I I, I actually had hope going into this pay per view because. I know a lot of people were worried about, well, now that they're joint pay-per-views, there's going to be many multi-man matches, and there really wasn't. Yeah, it was a lot so... of singles
1: matches. I mean, I was, look, I was, there was a couple matches on this show. I was excited for Shinsuke and AJ because people told me the greatest Royal Roman, Royal Roman match was actually pretty good, so I was like, well, maybe this time it'll be a good match, and maybe Shinsuke won the title or something. I mean, I thought he won by cheating, but I thought there's a good chance he would win, and that'd be kind of cool. And I thought Samoa Joe I was I was excited for Joe and Reigns. I was like that'll be good. So yeah. I'm I'm mm-hmm. not a Reigns I mean anyone knows me will tell you I'm not a Roman Reigns hater at all. I think he's a great in-ring wrestler. I just think they've destroyed him <laughs> through this through the fucking booking and like the 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 terrible shit they script for him to say. But like oh, in yeah. ring I think he's pretty damn great and I was excited for that match but and we'll get into it I'm sure <laughs> but I was
2: <laughs> yeah, that that match crushed my soul because, um, yeah, if, if, well, we're going to get into it. But yeah. uh, I also want to give a little shout out to the uh, I, I went back and watched part of the pre-show because people were telling me about Ruby Riot versus Bailey. Yeah, it was very sloppy. Come, it, it was sloppy. I thought Ruby was pretty good at parts, but yeah. Bailey, I don't know something with Bailey. She is just she's not there in the ring. Well, look, so I mean, she's not. Off.
1: She's not motivated. Why? Why the fuck are you be motivated for this shit when you're you're in the same stupid storyline with Sasha for like the past five months that just never goes anywhere?
2: Yeah, like one minute they hate each other, the next minute they love each other. It's just, it's I don't understand it.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't I don't watch the weekly TV, but like from what I've been told, it's just been the same shit, you know, over and over. Well,
2: You know, with the brand split, this it also or not the brand split, the the shakeup. I it also felt really weird going into this pay per view because we have the Miz, you know, in the opener, which we're gonna to get to here in a minute. uh We have you know the Miz and Seth Rollins, and those two are on separate brands. Yeah, so they just kind of the, they
1: just kind of kept all the same feuds from before the shakeup. You know, the shakeup was like three weeks ago. It's really yeah, weird.
2: it's just it's so weird. I don't understand anything. And then even coming out of the show, it's like you know, we think we're going to get, all right, we're going to get on track now. And it's even, even now I'm still like, where, where are we going?
1: Yeah. I mean, you, you hear that the next show is the next show is six weeks away and the news came out today that, you know, Dave Meltzer said that Brock isn't even scheduled for, for money in the bank. So like, you know, I, I saw a lot of people predicting after the greatest war rumble that, you know, I, okay, Brock won't be a backlash, but maybe they'll do the rematch at money in the bank. But apparently that's not happening. Apparently Brock is not even appearing on the show so our I means we got six weeks of television building up a pay-per-view that will not have a world champion on it for for raw and at least another month until whatever the, it's July pay-per-view battleground
2: uh yeah probably united champions are one of those one of okay. those bad pay-per-view so july
1: whatever the july pay-per-view is i think it's battleground the the um you know the, the maybe the champion maybe the universal champion be there who the fuck knows but, I mean, you can be talking... We might not see the Universal Champion again until SummerSlam. Like, so my really thing with in- that
2: is, Go ahead, sorry.
1: No, I was just going to say, it feels so fucking stupid. Like, Raw doesn't have a fucking world champion. And and the SmackDown world title is a fucking joke, as we'll, as we'll get into on this show. It's just, the, it's just fucking, like, what are we even fighting for anymore? The absentee oh. sh- the absentee champion title or the, the fucking mid-card world title?
2: The dick shot The dick champion, shot you you know. Know. Uh Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's funny with the with the Brock situation because it's like Say, you know, we got Roman Reigns, you know, he's going to be in there, you know, somehow he's going to get in. I know he didn't win on Monday to get into that, but we got Balor and, you know, all that. it's funny, it's like, okay, so say Braun or Balor win the Money in the Bank, what are they going to have to do, fly to Brock's ranch and pin him there because he's not showing up on Raw? (laughs) I know, it's true. It's like,
1: you got to take out, it's like you're in fucking DDT, you want to win the Iron Man title, you get on a plane with the ref and like go fucking fuck It's ridiculous.
2: Yeah. I'm hoping that you know they got to get this title off uh, Brock. It's holding. I, I feel like it's just holding half the company hostage. It's ridiculous.
1: Yeah, it's just it is really fucking stupid because the basically all of 2017 just felt like one long holding pattern, waiting for this Roman to beat Brock. So at least the company, like, okay, everybody knows that the Roman beating Brock thing was not gonna ultimately get Roman over his top A face. Like I think everybody kind of accepted that. But at yeah. least it would have let the company move on. Like we waited exactly. all this time so we could get onto something else, whatever the fuck's gonna come next. But now we're back in the same holding pattern. It's just like, I don't know. I mean, people complain about the Okada reign, and I don't think the Okada reign is like the greatest reign of all time or anything. I think it probably should have been over by now. But like
2: mm-hmm. compared, to,
1: compared to the fucking Brock reign, the Okada reign is like the greatest. <laughs> the greatest, a gift
2: from God.
1: Best book reign really? of all time. I mean, Jesus. Yeah, it's Um,
2: it's it's not even close.
1: Yeah. But yeah, I want to get into this opener. Let's get into backlash. Um so the the main card opened with Seth Rollins in the midst for the Intercontinental title. Now I I felt bad (laughs) because I was like a little hard on this match in the on Twitter, especially because I, I don't really like Seth. I think he's kind of um I, I always try to describe my my issue with Seth. He never looks like he's in a fucking match to me. He just kind of looks like he's constantly jumping from like mm-hmm. one spot to the next. Like he's just jumping from here, jumping to there. It never looks like he's taking a move or doing a move. Like it just kind of feels like he's just, you know, I don't know. He's going just through the motions? Ju- oh, not, not going through the motions, but just like it looks like he's playing pro wrestler kind of, and it looks like he's jumping from one move to the next move to the next move without like actually feeling like he's in the moment. It's hard for you to describe. Um, I also like, I, you know, I thought his selling um, when he was, when Miz having the figure four was like really awful. Like, you know, he didn't, look like he, was yes. in pain. he didn't look like he was in pain at all. And he just, you know, he was making these mean man faces of the Miz, but like, yeah, it was really weird. Like, he, you just went knee first in the post and he had to in this figure four. Like, you should be like screaming in pain or something. I'm not saying we all have to be like Will Ospreay and scream <laughs> our heads off for, for like an arm bar a minute into the match, but like you're you just went knee first in the post and you're in a figure four that you can sell a little bit. Um, but yeah, with all that said though, like I still thought this match was fucking great. Um, I still went three and three quarters on it and you know. After after the rest of the fucking show, like after the rest of the show, like later on the show, I literally tweeted something like, "I feel so bad for like being so hard on Seth now because like compared to the rest of this fucking show, this was like, you know, I don't know, Flair steamboat or something like this was like the greatest thing of all time compared to the rest of the show, and it just it was just yeah, I mean a very a very good WWE style match. Mitch was awesome, Um, and Seth was Seth, but he. You know, he held up. He's ended the bargain for the most part. I mean, I just, I did hate that, you know, Seth got kicked out of the skull crushing finale twice. And, you know, but Miz takes one stomp with a bad leg on top of it and just has to get pinned. But that's how he does things. And, you know, the baby face has to be Superman. The heel has to be a chicken shit. So, unless your name's Brock Lesnar, I guess.
2: I didn't even notice that he used a bad leg. So that actually (laughs) makes me seriously mad that he won with the stomp. (laughs) Um,
1: I mean, just fucking thought, win, just just have Miz kick out and, and just hit a pedigree or something like that would have been perfectly fine. Or that I don't know that knee thing. I guess still involves a leg, but like Jesus,
2: go, yeah, go do a one legged uh, Phoenix splash or some shit. I mean, <laughs> he's already jumping all over the place, you know. Yeah, uh, I thought the match. Th- this is match of the night. I mean, you, oh yeah, now. Yeah, enough. yeah. If you if you haven't seen the show, just just turn it off after this. Um. I thought Miz was excellent. Uh, there's a spot There's a spot in this match where he's uh, working out Seth's leg and, or whatever. And after that, he, he does the, you know how Seth does that little, he's doing like the HBK stomps and for the burn it down or whatever the <laughs> hell he says. And yeah. Miz is mocking it. I thought that was really good. Um, I actually liked the spot where Seth misses that. He does that little ripcord knee and he knees the corner. But like you said, it led to that figure four and Seth, like, the way he emotes is just... It doesn't look real.
0: Yeah, uh, it's exactly. really,
2: f- It's really fake. It's really fake. It reminds me of Charlotte. Like, Charlotte, when she, whenever she does something, it just comes off as really fake. Um, yeah, I thought The Miz was excellent as a heel. I want to know how long he's going to be wearing his WrestleMania attire, because <laughs> I know Charlotte got away with the peacock uh, attire for, like, a whole year. Um, <laughs> Seth, at least... I'll, I'll give Seth this. Um, I feel like he has improved a lot. I don't think he's... I don't think he's, like... You know, the... he
1: was last year. I will say that exactly. I saw him in that, I, gaunt- I, I him in that Raw Gauntlet too, and he was re- he was really good in that too. So
2: yeah, I I think uh, he he's probably the best. So right now, I think he's the best in WWE in terms of like all together because the crowd's actually behind him and stuff. AJ yeah. AJ used to be the best for me, but I don't know. Something's off. With him too. Well, AJ too. Yeah, AJ's been
1: bad. We're well, gonna get here, into that. Yeah. What I want to say. What I want to say really quickly too, because I'm glad you brought the fans. Like this match okay the the producer sheet like leaked right,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: this match was produced by uh t j kid tyson or tyson kid t j Wilson I'm just combined mm-hmm. both of his names um and you know and I'm not surprised that he put together this match because he you know he's much closer to modern pro wrestling than any of these other fucking agents, you know he got like d malenko and jamie noble and even p.s hayes oh, which we're gonna P- get to that michael p.s hayes yeah and like he he laid out a match that would not have been out of place on your local fucking super indie
2: mm-hmm.
1: and he understands like there's so few people in that company that understand what that what that audience wants okay this is what that audience wants
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Literally, this match is what you hear. Listen to this crowd and listen to how they reacted compared to how they reacted to the entire rest of the show. The oh WWE, yeah, it's down,
2: it's downhill after this.
1: But but like the WWE fan base, what do they make noise for? They make noise for wrestling matches with a lot of fast paced action and near falls, like every other fucking crowd now in North America and Japan. Yep, that's what exactly. they want now. Like you have a hardcore fan base now like this is it and you're still booking and you're still putting together main events like you're trying to appeal to casual fans you have six hours of television every week plus um, you know these fucking pay-per-views plus whatever else and like casual fans are not watching all that I hate to tell you like that's not who you should be I don't
2: even watch it anymore
1: (laughs) that's not who you should be booking your fucking promotion for the people who are coming to the building especially for pay-per-views this is what they want to see. And WWE, because they're so fucking stubborn, they're going to put on a rest of the fucking card with these matches that they don't want to see, with a style that they don't want to watch, because they don't have any idea what what it is that they're... Like, who they're drawing. This is who you're drawing now. You're drawing a bunch of people that like pro wrestling, are coming here because you have a, this crazy stacked roster, and they want to see a bunch of fast-paced action matches. That's what you draw now. In a way, it should be fucking easy. Like, this is the easiest thing in the world. You don't have to book these intricate storylines or, you know, all this casual shit. All you do is if you put on a bunch of fucking wrestling matches, you know, that were really good, that the car would have been great and you would have been fine. But they're so stubborn and they're so set in their ways that, you know, even though they have this endless financial supply of money with, with the television rights and all that. And even though they have this hardcore fan base that continues to come to these shows for God knows what reason despite the fact that they never get what they actually want out of it they just won't they won't book their shows in a way that's actually entertaining for them and that's why they're going they keep continue to get these the crowd reactions that they got for the rest of the show like this crowd was so hot for this match they were electric for this yep. match it sounded like a, like a, like a much smaller arena it sounded like a very loud a very loud crowd and the rest of the yeah night, it, it was crazy the rest of the night they were completely dead so
2: yep and and i think um something else that uh i noticed is uh because you know we've been getting a lot of these leaked uh you know producer run sheets and stuff and we actually got a question about that for later on yeah. but uh yeah. I, the the pattern i'm noticing with like a lot of seth Rollins matches is like they're all produced by um tyson Kidd, and what and, and, so and, and, and seth's the most over guy in the fucking company so there you exactly. go exactly Exactly, yeah, because I know that, that people really like the, um, the the match with Balor. Uh, I think it was what, this past week on Raw or whatever. Um, and I like that too, and I look and see, and it's produced by TJ Kidd. So TJ Kidd, you're awesome. The rest of the people you work with, not so much.
1: <laughs> like, it's just, he understands what what the modern wrestling fan base wants, okay? I'm not saying it's good or bad that this is what they want. You know, I'm not making, making that kind of value judgment, but this is not... You know that the, the way that Michael compared to what Michael Hayes laid out in that main event, this is not 1985. Like they do not oh, want to no. watch seven minutes of rest holds, and they're not going to get behind the guy because the other guy's boring or the other guy's you know working him over or whatever. It's just that's just not what you're doing anymore. You're not you're you are as far as they can they're concerned. They need to get this to their fucking heads. You are not a casual audience product anymore, especially on your fucking pay per views.
2: Okay, yeah, we're not we're not building Sorry, go ahead. Jump off of the uh, first rung, you know, the first rope, and do a double axe handle anymore. Yeah, we're we're just in a different time.
1: I mean, this is what they they, they draw this audience that's like as hardcore as any audience now, and you know, and the way I see people talk about WWE, it's like you just don't understand who who is going to these shows, who who is reacting, what they're reacting to, what they're not reacting to, and until the, the people there figure it the fuck out, they're gonna keep having these. Fucking awful shows with these dead crowds, like we saw pretty much like all of 2017 too. It's funny because, like, this was the first show, you know, I didn't watch Greatest Royal Rumble, but I mean, this was the first show I would call like really awful this year. um Oh, yeah, I, for sure. I, thought, I mean, I thought Royal Rumble was pretty good. Um, elimination Chamber was okay. Um, Mania was watch, okay
2: for like an hour.
1: Mania was okay. Like, but like this show, there was another one too. I only saw the main event though. Um, yeah. But this show was like the the first one that like I, that reminded me of those 2017 shows where the crowd would just be fucking dead. And the, you know, you just have shitty match after shitty match with terrible booking. And it's just until they figure it out and get through the skulls is what they're going to get. So, but yeah, the opener was fucking awesome. And, uh, you know, the rest of the show was like this, it would have been a fantastic show, but instead we got what we got. The next yeah. match was Nia Jax defeating Alexa Bliss to retain the Raw Women's Title. What a disaster this was! Um,
2: oh my God!
1: Like, I mean, first of all, like, babyface Nia Jax just does not work. Like, it, she—it's so she, weird. You cannot have the six-foot-tall woman just, you know, sitting there getting beat up by this five-foot-tall, ninety-pound woman. Like, and like, just—it's not possible. To feel anything resembling sympathy for her, it just doesn't work. I and mean, if you want to do her as a face, like she should be out there, like just squashing, she's got to be against
2: ones. Charlotte or something. Somebody yeah, better. well, I
1: mean, there's somebody. Ask if you him. want to do even matches, you know, then that's fine. Like you're saying, like you're saying, it you needs to be someone like even like the iconics are like five seven. That would have been okay,
2: mm-hmm. but like, and because there's two of them,
1: yeah, boy, the the numbers get like anything. Like if you put out the the riot squad against her, you know, three on one, you she could. Mickey, uh, Alexa didn't have Mickey out there with her. It's just this one yes, five-foot...
2: That's what I was going to get to. <laughs> this
1: yep. one five-foot-zero woman just fucking beating up this giant woman. And it's like, it just doesn't work. You know, if you want to... If you want to do this, like, if you want to do one-on-one and you want Nia to be over to baby face, she so had to come out here, you know, kick kick Alexa in the face, put her on the Samoan Get her in the Samoan drop. One, two, three. Like, this match should have been, like, yeah, a minute. And-
2: yeah, and and, and uh, another problem with Nia, I think, is when I remember when she was a heel, I was like, man, they need to turn her face. They need to turn her face. And, and the and the reason I was saying that is because when they do these horrible scripted promos, you could tell she she wasn't into it. And she, if you like, look at Nia, she doesn't look like somebody you would just want to hate. Like she looks like somebody like who's actually really nice. And uh, I, I I see the story they're telling here, but it again, it's you're you're telling it with somebody who's like five foot nothing and Nia's like six, whatever, and she's double her size, which, you know, that's not the biggest problem because, I mean, where was Mickey? Mickey, at WrestleMania, it made more sense, but even though Mickey got take, taken out of the equation, but, I mean, you could have built to that or something. It was just just terrible booking. Um, this crowd was not into it, and uh, once we get into the post-match for this, you're, they were definitely not into that.
1: So post-match... Nia Jax, um cuts his promo about how much she hates bullying, and <laughs> the crowd, the crowd basically comes out as pro-bully because they just like I, I don't even know how to describe it, like just, just awful. Like just they, she, she basically. Read from the a star website <laughs> like she <laughs> like she read the the be a star code of conduct or something and <laughs> like with all the passion and um and like believability of someone blandly reading a website's code of conduct to you or something like just just awful like you could tell she wanted to do she wanted to be anywhere else doing anything else and she was here <laughs> it's, it's important no matter who you are and just oh my god i couldn't fucking take it
2: and bullies get their ass kicked <laughs>
1: Yeah, it was uh it was really uh, awful it was really 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 awful
2: uh-huh yeah, I thought uh, Renee deserved a raise for this because she kept her composure through this garbage. Yeah, um, it, it was just so bad. You could tell that, the you know, the crowd read right through this. Um, like you said, it was straight out of like a code of conduct from Be A Star. Yeah. And I felt like Stephanie might have wrote this herself. It was just so bad. Like, if you're going to tell the story, don't hit the nail on the head so many times. It's just they're overdoing it.
1: And the, the 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 match, by the way, went 10, 10 minutes and twenty seconds. And I would have yeah, too long. Like, if you told me it went like thirty, I would have believed you. I mean, too long, just, um. But yeah, not a good match, and it would start the beginning of the end for the show, basically. Um, yeah. And we still and we still got plenty of matches to go. Yeah, I'm oh, sorry, go ahead.
2: Yeah, I, I just want to add one more thing. It's like this this kind of feud or something. I feel like this is something that should have happened in like 2010, maybe, because I I, I like the character work that Alexa does. Uh, Nia, she's she has her moments, I guess, in the ring, I, I, not really, but like there's the the quality of women's wrestling, especially in WWE, has gone up lately. Uh, and I just don't think this show, but <laughs> yeah, not on this show, not on this show. But I just, I just think they, they this is not the place they should be. Um,
1: the next match was the WWE United States Title Match, Jeff Hardy defeating Randy Orton in exactly 12 minutes to retain the title. um
2: Look, this a match.
1: Thing, it was a match. Um, I, I really i heard some people say it was like an average match, and I thought they liked it more than I did because I thought it was like it's just so fucking boring.
2: Um, I was looking at my phone.
1: The crowd was really dead for it, too, which I was surprised by. Like, I mean, I guess the, the match just put them to sleep so bad, but like, considering it's a New York market and these are two guys who, you know, have, have been around forever and both been popular, you just. I kind of just was taken aback by how dead they were. Like, I just really thought they'd react a little bit for for these two guys. I mean, Jeff like Jeff Undressing used to be like the second or third biggest pop on the show. And, and he was <laughs> like he took his shirt off and like two girls were like,
2: yay. <laughs> They're like, oh, he's 40 now.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, Randy Orton, Randy Orton has to be my least favorite wrestler on the planet. I mean, he's like he's he's not bad enough for you to laugh at him. So like he doesn't give you all these like unintentional comedy moments but he's just so fucking boring and like just nothing happens in his fucking matches so like it's just I I'd really rather watch like somebody who's a train wreck than watch Randy Orton like very slowly stomp somebody it's just I just would rather watch anybody else
2: Yeah I yeah, I forgot where I where I heard this, but somebody said with Randy Orton now in like really for me, like the last four years, it's just like uh one of those old bands who just like their new music sucks. But once they play that old song, I guess it's good. And that old song here would be the RKO, which we didn't even see because uh, Jeff Hardy retained. <laughs> so, yeah, this was not good. This was a classic <laughs> Randy Orton match with the headlocks and the rest holds. I will say that Jeff Hardy wearing... Well, if you
1: like rest holds, this was your fucking show. Let
2: me tell oh, you. Oh, yeah. I, I, I was ready for a rest uh, at this point in the show. Um, Jeff Hardy wearing his uh, attire from, like, 1999 was uh, interesting. <laughs> but other than that, I really have no takes on this match. I just thought it was a match.
1: I just this, is, this was also the first time I heard the crowd start chanting Rusev Day, like, as a protest, which I think is awesome. It's like their protest now is to chant for a, a gimmick and a wrestler that's completely under WWE contract and they could choose to push, uh-huh. but they know they never will push because they understand this guy. Co- like, think about that for a second. Their protest is to chant for another act in the company because they know it will make them mad. Like, it's just, like, you see this with Zack Ryder, too, and it's just, like, the, the, if you think about it, like, logically, it's, like, well, the company could just push them but they're never going to do that. No, it's fucking ridiculous when you think about it for more than two seconds. It's like the way to piss WWE off is to chant for their contracted, their contracted town that they control because they don't like that you don't like that you like that comp, that town and that gimmick. So, you know, fuck you. But yeah, it's, uh, it's just it's just fucking it's amazing when you think about it.
2: Yeah, it it really is something, and I think Rusev is like really like he's really good um he he is a big beefy man and uh i i think i think it is really ridiculous though that they never capitalize on these people who are over like with well, yeah with
1: they, they never they never do it's right like very even true.
2: with Braun. like we're gonna yeah. get into that too and it's just ridiculous but i will say the crowd got their ruse of day later on but it, it, it wasn't oh, what kind of, i wanted
1: it's kind of a second actually but i do want to note too jeff hardy and for the finish like totally under rotated and just like completely crushed randy orton That's Swanton, and I was like, hell yeah! Oh,
2: you know, (laughs) I think it was Sean Rossap from Fightful was talking about this. Um, Jeff Hardy, I think he got interviewed or something like that, and he said he used to try to protect people on those, but he just can't. He said he doesn't do it anymore, he doesn't protect them on Swantons, so they just die. (laughs) It's ridiculous, but hey, I I hate Randy Orton, so yeah, fuck him. Yeah, good good job, job. (laughs) Jeff.
1: Um, all right. So after this, Elias came out to save the show momentarily. Uh, <laughs> yes. he, he spoke the truth about New Jersey, a state that I was born and raised in and was lucky enough to escape. Um, <laughs> he he basically. So the, so OK. So he does this fucking long. He does his usual long promo. And yeah. then the new day, the new day come out. This segment's main point was that the fucking show is dual branded. Yeah. Uh, like that was the main point of the segment. That's why we need the 30 minute segment. Can I just point out the greatest Royal Rumble and WrestleMania, the last two events on the, the award-winning WWE Network, were both also fucking dual branded. Like they kept talking like, "Oh, the first dual branded pay per view." The last two shows were both <laughs> dual branded. If you they couldn't they couldn't figure out a way to say like the first dual branded B show, so they just were like the first dual branded show. And It's like, well, no, the last two shows we just watched. On this fucking network are both dual branded. Like, this is not some giant revelation. Like the, the Royal Rumble is dual branded. Like we've yep. seen three dual branded shows this year already. Oh, oh. It's and, really not that big a deal. We've seen don't. more dual branded shows than we have single-branded shows. But they're <laughs> actually like not... this... Oh, sorry, go yeah. ahead.
2: Yeah, I was gonna say, let's not forget about Survivor series that Michael Cole constantly <laughs> told us is the only time of the year that Raw and SmackDown superstars <laughs> compete against each other. Yeah, the only Even time. Yes, even though later on we would get the Royal Rumble where they would compete against each other, <laughs> and this pay-per-view where we have the Miz from SmackDown versus Seth Rollins from Raw.
1: I mean, it's not like they didn't know that. that maybe they didn't know they're going to end the brand slip that, on pay-per-view, but they certainly knew that they were going to have a Royal Rumble yes. <laughs> where we won the same for the two brands are going to compete. So yeah, it's just really, really weird and stupid. It but, Yeah. Amazing. So so this this segment we had we got a very long segment to just to remind everybody that, that by the way the show is dual branded which again we fucking know considering the opener of the show was a guy from raw versus a guy from smackdown i think we figured it out but we need like a 30 minute segment to really drive that home um i mean i was i meant to be mildly amused by this I, I saw some people say there weren't really any jokes but i was i was okay with like just the lies being a goofball and the new day being goofballs rusev like basically coming out to be the voice of reason and then yeah and then the whole which of course which no 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 one cares about that but he was and and you know then the the Noe, jose like fucking oh Kongo, my god the conga came in and then uh tight titi- it tight worldwide world yeah they were there for no adequately explained reason and then bobby Roo came in and gave eliza dt and fucking shook his ass but that did create yeah. that did create a an all-time great Rusev tweet though. When he was like uh Happy Rusev Day. What was it? It was like Happy Rusev Day, Bob Rouge shaking or twerking like a skunk was disgusting or something. <laughs> I love like, Rusev, so. Yeah, his twi- his twi- his Twitter is like f- fucking fantastic. It, it's up
2: there in top. Oh happy
1: out. Rusev Day backlash. Bob Rude twerking like a skunk was terrible. (laughs) 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 Anytime anytime Ruth calls him Bob Rude is awesome. uh. Yeah,
2: I call him that. I call him Uncle Bob. (laughs) That's what he is, Um, Uncle Bob twerking. Oh, my God. Yeah, this this segment was a segment, yeah... Uh, I don't know if it really got the crowd too into the show, well, but... The
1: crowd, well, I... the crowd seemed of into the segment. They seemed more more into this than they were into most of the fucking matches.
2: Well, yeah, it was the first thing that really didn't have a headlock involved. Um, yeah. Although Bobby Roode's uh, DDT kind of has a headlock, but... Um, yeah. Yeah, this was bad, and it also made me say that uh, it's time to split up the New Day. I'm just done with them.
1: Yeah, they're, they're pretty boring.
2: Let's push so- Biggie.
1: O Okada or the, let's put push anyone in this company is like a yes. it, it's like pulling fucking teeth. But yeah, like the you know, the the whole the whole thing with just uh with doing the segment, it's like, yeah, the segment was kind of funny, but then at the end of the day, it's like well it was it's like a half hour long on a show that ended up going to like eleven thirty five on a sun you know, and it is on the east coast too. So like people had to oh, get yeah. the next day and we saw we saw what happened when they they presented the main event they did at the hour they did. So at the end of the day, you have to call it say this segment probably wasn't necessary.
2: Yep. Um, and we know where no way Jose is going to be for the rest of his tenure in this company.
1: Yeah. Oh, we know where Bob Roode is going to be. I mean, yeah. Fucking, he, uh, that was the most shocking part to me. As someone who doesn't follow W that closely, like watch the wiki television, I didn't realize how far his stock has apparently fallen, that he was thrown in here at these goofballs. I mean, I'm, I'm fine with it because I think he's, and he's Incredibly, average. incredibly average. If that, yeah, if that wrestler, not a very good wrestler. So he, he, I, he's I, basic.
2: He's basically like a '90s Randy Orton who was like an early 2000s Randy Orton. So it's, it's, it's bad.
1: Yeah, I'm not, a, not a fan of Bob Rude, So no, um, I, mean, I don't mind him at all. Him being a joke now, which he apparently is. So um, most
2: of the show, yeah.
1: The next match was Big Cass versus Dan O'Brien. The the first match on the Daniel Bryan Magical Dream Match Mystery Tour, and oh yeah, <laughs> you know, this dream match is as far as the eye can see. Um, this is this. This seriously, I was really trying to think hard and think if I've seen a worse Daniel Bryan slash Brian Danielson match. I mean, the, the match he had with Kamala was way better than this. <laughs> like, I'm really trying hard to think of one. Like, I, I can't think of. I can't think of any. Like, no. this match was so fucking terrible. It was it went 7 minutes and 45 seconds and it felt like it went 7 hours and like i've never seen a man do do less in a bigger spot than than cast in this match i mean he just did nothing
2: he nothing. just stood
1: there and posed and threw brian in the air and posed some more and yelled at the crowd and did some rest holds and just i've never seen him this is the biggest fucking match of your career, buddy. Okay? You are in a spot with a returning Daniel Bryan. We all waited three fucking years for Daniel Bryan to come back, just so we could get this fucking bullshit.
2: Oh my god.
1: (laughs) And the crowd was so interested that they started a We Want Enzo chant, which, shame on Newark, there's no excuse for that.
2: (laughs) That was ridiculous.
1: But but yeah, I mean, like, like, Cass even fucked up the finish. Brian had to like grab him by the arm, and like I'm like wa- sitting there watching. I'm, like, why is Brian like? Basically, like Brian was yelling at him to do. He was spot. struggling. He was struggling. Yeah, yeah, like he was he was like yelling in his ear about what the spot was. I'm like, what fucking spot did Cass forget? Apparently, it was the finish. Oh like, yeah. Immediately, immediately after Brian stopped stopped yelling at him, he put him in the yes lock, and Cass tapped out immediately. It's just,
2: oh, just an, was... all,
1: an all time bad performance by Big Cass here.
2: Awesome. This was so bad. I, I like. I don't know if Daniel Bryan has secretly resigned with WWE since being cleared, but I hope to God he has not for my sanity. Yeah. Uh, you know, I the only honestly like with all the people in the company, the only match I want to see him have is, is with the Miz. Um. Other than that, I, I really don't even want to see Daniel Bryan in WWE. This is this is so bad for Cass. Um. The fact that first off. Yeah, that with the we won Enzo chance. What in the world was that like? Do they not? Well, they were in his hometown, but still, like, what he what he did, you know, like, oh man, that was so bad. I I, I was I I had to look up at my TV and turn up my volume. And I was like, wait, did I hear that right? I I don't know if I thought they were chanting something else at first, <laughs> but uh, Cass did nothing. Um, he made Randy Orton feel like an ungodly i don't know this it, i don't know man this this one really like had me shaking my head uh i know somebody asked dave melter if uh okada could even have a good match with uh big Cass, and dave Meltzer was like yeah probably not uh <laughs> i it, don't know if I, I don't
1: know if naito could i don't no. know if pento miara could um i don't know name any fucking great wrestler like if you can't have a good match with daniel bryan you know i i hate to fucking tell you not a lot of people. who can't. who can't have a good match with Daniel Bryan. I've oh seen a lot of a lot of pretty shitty wrestlers have a really good match with Daniel Bryan. So you know, this is this is pretty stupid. And after the match, they have big of teeth back.
2: That like was that, what I was. That was the first.
1: That was the first moment on the show where I just like I really like cracked up laughing in real this, life because like... This
2: was like the beginning of the, yeah, this is going to continue or we're going to continue going down this road. Yeah. because like you
1: just, you just watched Daniel Bryan waste his fucking three-year comeback on this fucking big piece of shit that this fucking big asshole that they had a terrible fucking match with. He would have been better off having a match with Kane. Okay? Probably, the Kane, yes. The Kane matches couldn't have been any worse than this. <laughs> so, like, this, this fucking this big fucking jerk off and then after the match is over well he's about again and with the big boot and because this feud must continue because we gotta gotta keep it going like if if i was running that fucking company i would have called an audible and been like you know what don't he doesn't get to lay him out he's put on one of the shittiest performances we've ever seen against one of the best places of all time no big boot just fucking t- put him in the lock and have him tap out again yeah seriously like, so fucking terrible.
2: Yeah, he he needs to uh, he definitely needs to go backstage. Uh, I don't know if he's taking steroids or something because his chest was looking really scary. Uh, and then he needs to go watch some test tapes because I mean, people <laughs> say he looks like him, but even roided up test in ECW was better than this.
1: Yeah, test test ever had a match? I don't know if test ever had a match this bad with someone this good. So Daniel
2: Bryan could have carried test. Yeah,
1: um... this was a
2: test. This was a test. <laughs>
1: Um the next match was Carmella defeating Charlotte Flair for the SmackDown Women's title. Oh, another God. terrible, another really terrible match. Um oh. Oh, I couldn't believe it I read this only went nine minutes because like it, it felt, felt like, like ninety. Was, it did it did. I mean like it was really fucking terrible and just like nothing happened. Um I mean I really don't remember anything in this match. <laughs> like I'm struggling so I'm struggling to remember anything and I just I don't remember a single thing. Other yeah. than the fact that Carmella, like, inexplic- inexplicably beat her clean.
2: Yeah. So, uh, I actually have a few questions. I actually have a question for you, which I'm going to, after I get to this part, uh, I'm going to ask you. Uh, so, the only thing, actually, I remember from this match was the finish. And that was uh, Charlotte going for her Salt that she does really well. And she lands on her feet, like, perfectly. And then she just collapses. And then after the match, because that's how Carmella when she rolls her up after that. They show... Charlotte like tweaking her knee and they showed it in slow motion and it's like they didn't speed it up like on the impact like it stayed slow the whole time and I'm just like wait what did she do it was so bad this match was nothing uh I don't really know okay so my question for you now is I know a lot of people were like well Asuka losing the streak was probably best because they were going to book themselves in the corner to where they're going to say well what can we do this week because we can't have Asuka lose looking back at this I said it then and I'll say it now. I think Asuka losing at Mania was a mistake uh, because all we've got from it was Charlotte winning and then losing to Carmella, which Carmella just lost to so many people. And uh, on top of that, I mean, what have we gotten since we got Asuka on SmackDown? Uh, She's making jokes with Becky Lynch backstage. She loses in her SmackDown debut um, because Becky Lynch gets pinned or whatever. And then she's also playing medic for Daniel Bryan when she finds him backstage. So I, I, I don't understand. What do you think about Oscar um, losing the streak? Looking back at where we are now,
1: it's really awful. I mean, I don't know what I to say.
2: Yeah, I think it's, it's really, terrible.
1: really awful. Really, I mean, I said at the time I thought it was a really awful decision, but
2: mm-hmm.
1: if anything, it looks even worse in hindsight. Yeah, so,
2: for sure. And and, um... and it it really it's just I mean, especially because like. I feel like Asuka's definitely lost her aura. Like I, I used to, I was like, mm, maybe if she lost the streak. I mean, she still comes across as like somebody who's not like the rest. But unfortunately, now she really does seem like she's the rest. Even though I know she is not, and I'm worried that that's how everybody else is seeing her now.
1: Yeah. Um. But yeah. So there you go. That was a really, really, and again, this, this is, this is really difficult too because. So so a big problem with this show, right, was that the women's matches were both so fucking bad, even including, you know, the um the the third one in, with the, uh, the pre show? You know, at the pre show. Mm-hmm. And like the women's matches carried that elimination chamber show. Yeah. You know, N- Naya and Asuka had a pretty good match on the undercard and the women's chamber match blew away the men's chamber match. And Royal Rumble, even though I thought the women's rumble was better than the men's rumble. So and, yep, and I
2: actually lot. liked I liked the uh, Charlotte and Oscar match at Mania. I just didn't like the finish.
1: Yeah, um, but yeah, I, I just I really um I really just hated this uh, hated this show bad. and and hated this match and just like the that not having the woman to carry the show basically just exposed how fucking terrible these shows can be. <laughs> Yeah. um like at least if if you had like let's say oscar won at wrestlemania and they did like an oscar charlotte rematch here instead of the bullshit we got like at least then you'd have one other really good match on the show probably and you would you know you would have had a you know another another match to like like at least make the crowd think you know the show was worthwhile instead you had this fucking piece of shit yeah. just, you could you, know... you
2: could even if you if they would have stopped being so like uh on and off with the uh, Sasha and Bailey thing, they could have yeah. done that here. Pretty much every
1: choice they made in the women's division since they had Asuka go char- challenge Charlotte was just a, a complete disaster.
2: Yep, it's so. it's been so bad.
1: Um, okay, so after that, we had the WWE Mid Card Championship uh, being on the line. Like when this match, like um, you know, start was was heading to the ring, and I realized this was next. Like I was just like, I was like beside myself. I'm like, why the fuck? Is Roman versus Joe for nothing? Main eventing over AJ Styles versus Tinsley Nakamura for the WWE title. It's you know it's one thing that that the I understand the Universal title going over the WWE title. Okay, it's like Raw is bigger than SmackDown. Fine, and right. uh, and I figured you know like w- once we go back to dual brand pay per views, like that was going to be that the result. You know the 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 Raw the the Raw title match would almost always get top billing over the SmackDown title match, and you know I, I hope people. will you know, enjoyed SmackDown getting main events because they weren't gonna get another for a while. But I at least thought on this fucking backlash show when the raw match isn't for a fucking title that the SmackDown match would be an event. Now I understand why they didn't they didn't have a main event when we get to the finish. Yeah. But at the time as it's coming out, it's like this has to be like the least prestigious world title in history. Because like well, who <laughs> it's right there at the Smackdown era world title. Yeah. It's like right I was there, say it's right back to being a fucking, um, you know, a fucking, a B belt. And, you know, when, when you're, when your a title is on, on a guy that never shows up, you know, it's pretty fucking bad when your other title is, you know, the mid card dick punch title that, you know, no one gives like who gives a shit that AJ Styles is still WWE champion after two straight shows of fucking non finishes with this guy? Like who could yeah. possibly.
2: It, it's, it's so... I don't know.
1: Like I'm getting uh, worked up over this. It's not. It doesn't fucking matter, so I don't really know why I bother. But it's just so fucking stupid that the the WWE title that's been held by all these fucking famous people is now the, the mid-car belt that they punch each other in dick over. And, you know, it means absolutely nothing.
2: And I was of the same thought as you. Is I was like, okay, so Brock's not here. That means that we can at least have the WWE Championship or the dick-punching championship or the dick-slinging uh slugfest or whatever i we could at least have that title main event for a little bit but then i saw it here and i was like oh god the roman reigns championship's on the line i forgot all about that one (laughs) the the big dog
1: it's my yard championship yeah now it's my yard
2: championship
1: (laughs) but like the very next match here this match went uh 2105 aj versus shinsuke no disqualification and it took shinsuke approximately like what like 17 minutes
2: a very long time
1: to remember that by the way it is legal for him to hit aj in the fucking nuts all he has done in every opportunity he has had is punch or kick this man in the fucking nuts so he gets put in a match with aj styles and it's not even like they teased the dick the dick punch spot and just like aj wouldn't let him do it somehow he just didn't do it. He just didn't try it. He did a match where it's legal to hit him in the nuts as he's been doing on every fucking show for like five weeks straight, and he just didn't try for like 17 yeah. minutes. I was just and... sitting there like what, what the fuck am I watching? Why is Shinsuke not trying to hit this man in the fucking nuts? It doesn't make it was, any sense.
2: It was it was perplexing. Um, You know, I, I was sitting here and I actually forgot it was no disqualification for a little bit and I and, and looking <laughs> didn't back didn't do at it anything now, exactly and looking back at it now I'm just like did Shinsuke just think it was a no dick qualification match <laughs> to where he can just you know do do dick punches and stuff and then I mean we get a chair we have fans chanting we want tables uh but all and we that's get is a how, chair that's how, in, that's how into this match they were by the way.
1: <laughs> it yeah. took them. It took them like fifteen minutes to maybe make any to react to anything that was going on.
2: Yes, and um, coming out of this, I'm very confused. Uh, you know, I I, I actually was liking Nakamura as a heel. I, I think I still do like it as a heel. I think this is where they should have done the title change though. Yes. Uh, and,
1: and you know like look, I I don't want to say this match was like bad or anything. It wasn't bad. It certainly was better than the Wrestlemania match, but Absolutely. it still wasn't like good. Like I would go it, like 2 and 3 quarters or something whereas I went like 1 and 3 quarters on the Wrestlemania match. Like it was it was a perfectly decent wrestling match like right below good. Like to me, three stars where you got into like good range, it was like right below good, yeah. Uh, but the you know, maybe if it had a fucking finish <laughs> instead of what we got, that would that would have been enough to drag it to good on its own. But so, so before that, you mentioned the chair, you didn't mention that it like banged back into AJ's face, yes.
2: And that that was g- good in hindsight because I mean, at least we got um AJ bleeding, which I guess added um, something, to but
1: yeah. So Shinsuke takes all this time to remember it's legal to nut punch. Finally, does the nut punch. He at one point they he tries to kick AJ in the dick, and AJ after six weeks of having his dick assaulted finally figures out that he can that he can block also it. Ki- no 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 not that he, not even that he, can, that he can block it that he can kick this man the dick back. It's like <laughs> Shinsuke, is, Shinsuke also has a penis like <laughs> it, it can also be kicked, and or this also it, hurts. It, it took like six weeks. Re- <laughs> I, I don't know if AJ thinks Japanese people don't have don't have penises or I don't know but like it took him so long to finally realize that he could that he could hit this guy in the dick back it's like I was just joking I'm sort of like I don't know who was stupider like Shinsuke for taking this long and the master figure out it was legal or AJ for taking all these weeks to figure out oh he has dick too actually I could just hit him there um, yeah. but yeah so they, so they kick each other in the dick they both go down I'm like, all right, this match is... I'm sitting here like, yeah, it's finally getting good now. That was a, that was a funny spot where they kick each other in the dick. You got maybe a good little facing stretch coming here. This is good. Ref counts one. <laughs> Ref counts two. Ref counts three. All the way up to ten. And he rings the bell. And again, this is the second time on this show where my only reaction was just uncontrollable laughter. Just I could not believe what I was watching. I could not believe what I was seeing that they they would actually book this fucking finish. A double knockdown countout in a no disqualification match falling up on another match that had a double countout. Who the fuck could possibly care? I guess we're supposed to, what, see a a last man standing match now? Who Who fucking gives a shit? This is the worst booked feud That I can remember in a long fucking time. And WWE. Stupid. Guy wins. Then maybe the other guy wins. And then maybe, you know, maybe they have, you have one draw and then you book another match for another guy. No. And here's just double count out, double dick kick double where we both get knocked down you know this fucking feud started with a clean finish and it's been all downhill since then and just watching this is just like it's fucking pro wrestling why can why are you you are the largest company in the fucking world how are you so bad at this
2: it shouldn't be that hard uh you know, uh, I remember you said uh, as soon as the match, the finish happened, the rough count of the ten, you said you started laughing. I, I immediately tweeted, ha 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 ha, until all like 500 of my characters on my tweet were used up. This was so bad. Um, I really don't know where they can go from here, honestly. Cause, well, they do not laugh standing. I'm sure. Oh, it's got to be right.
1: And this was the point where I tweeted that, like, um, you know, I, I know the W is my gimmick, but I love this show. 'Cause it's so incredibly awful and books with such a total distaste for their paying fans that I want to do like a chef's kiss, like a oh uh, <laughs> taste that. And like and I tweeted that before the main event, which is the oh most Oh my amazing. god. We still had more shit to come.
2: It was it more shit for sure. Uh yeah, this was this was very bad um i don't know who aged in this one but i will say whoever it was he also did a terrible job like mr ps hayes i thought it was so. that was like noble or something noble was it? Like wow. And, wow
1: um just i mean i who the fuck knows if they came up with that finish oh now?
2: And, and another thing is i now i've noticed that they have when so when referees make dumb decisions like this like the count outs or whatever they have them tweet now <laughs> and the referee for this match, I believe his name was Jason Ayers. I, I guess referees do have names in WWE. Um, yeah, he's like, well, this—I I was worried for the well-being of both men, so I called for the match. <laughs> well, not really. You counted the ten, and I mean, it's a no disqualification match, so I don't think you should have been worried about their well-being. If a no disqualification, <laughs> I'm match very,
1: I'm very worried about their well-being. This is the company that fucking has like. This ha- they have a match gimmick where the first person to win is the first person to light their opponent on fire. I was
2: just about but to suddenly, say that.
1: Suddenly we have, oh, I'm very worried about their well-being as an official. It's like, okay. Don't, worry. Off.
2: Don't forget about the demonic uh, uh, Punjabi prison. <laughs> that one.
1: Uh, well. So stupid. Um, but yeah, so f- fuck this match and fuck this feud. Uh, the next, the next match was Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley against Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Uh, garbage. Yeah, more boring garbage. Only went eight minutes and forty seconds. It featured a charming, a charming ending with uh, because Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are, are friends in WWE. They have to argue and yell at each other, and that's what they did. You know, they pushed yes. each other back and forth, and you know, threw each other in the ring. And
2: it's Sasha and Bailey. It's
1: yeah, Sasha ba- and Bailey. yeah it's, it's Sasha and Bailey except their heels and their and their dudes. Yep. um it was like again who could give a shit when nothing ever changes when they just they just keep being friends forever anyway um but yeah i mean it was uh it was very boring and very dull and very heatless the crowd did not give two shits about them having their arguments at the end and then you know they got you know after braun and bobby got the pen um you know braun Strowman beat them both up i was sitting here being like okay so is this is this is this a setup bobby lashley like Turning that's what on Bron. Like yeah, I was that's what I thought. sitting there like, okay, is Bobby gonna like is Bron gonna turn around? Is Lashley gonna like fucking spear
2: him or something? Spear
1: him or clothesline him or anything, give him the fucking stupid suplex, anything. And no that suplex is so dumb. <laughs> no, no. no, in fact, there was no there was no spot like that. It was just Bron beating the shit out of out of these two fucking men for no reason, just because. Like there was no point. It was just be a star yeah be a star He <laughs> gave them both a power slam um very very bullying tactics from braun i mean i like i, I was just waiting for any reason for And someone someone on twitter again replied to me and said john that was your first mistake you were looking for a point in the yep. WWE so yeah.
2: yeah um yeah i think the one of the biggest problems with this match was uh when you know Sami Zayn and kevin owens were arguing in the you know this isn't the first time they've done this but i felt like it took a very long time for all of that to happen um and i want to give shout outs to wwe for making uh bobby lashley feel like a nobody in record time
1: oh my god like they he everybody's like well how long until x person or y person is just another guy and for yeah. dana bryan it was like a week yeah for for bobby lashley it was like negative weeks because like he was just another <laughs> guy from like the moment he showed up.
2: He didn't even so. get the biggest pop on the day, the yeah. day to use. And I he mean, was like, one of the ones that people didn't expect.
1: This company is like a, I don't, I don't know how to describe it. It's like an anti star making vehicle. It's, it's amazing. Like you, it's like, if you show up in this company, you will instantly be less of a star
2: the not a star campaign
1: (laughs) not a star campaign yeah uh
2: you know i know we were covering backlash but um apparently i I didn't get to really see the raw Uh, like not all of it uh i missed the bobby lashley they did this bobby lashley thing to develop character for him and apparently on raw this week uh renee's having a sit down interview with him, and all he talks about is his sisters kicking his ass as a kid
1: yeah I,
2: i have no idea what they're doing with this guy I have no idea. And uh, it, it's amazing to see what they're doing with Braun because uh, it's nothing other than him being uh, the, the king of Saudi Arabia now. Um, while Mr. Roman Reigns, who is not even nearly as close to being uh, well-received by the fans as Braun, is getting all the limelight and main eventing in the Roman Reigns championship match.
1: Yeah, Braun is just fucking spinning his wheels and... You know? Oh, and
2: I uh, I, I want to say that I also want prize fighter Kevin Owens back because watching Kevin now, it, it's it's very, very, like, hard. It's, it's really yeah, hard to watch. He, he
1: just signed a five-year deal, apparently, so there you go. Yeah, and, uh, uh,
2: he's going to be living in Canada. More,
1: <laughs> so. Kevin, like, the probably, like, the second best part of this entire show was when Kevin Owens, like, just randomly yelled, Get up, headband! Yeah, actually. When he's like, <laughs> picking him up, is was like, that's like, what an insult. There, there
2: was, yeah, there was another moment actually in the show. It, it, this reminded me of you know when Kevin Owens did that uh, during during the um, Elias thing uh, when when Aiden was trying to join in on like the dancing and whatnot. Uh, Rusev's was like, "No, we're heels." Yeah, it, it was. I thought that was pretty funny. But other yeah, than that, I was
1: was that yeah, I know Aiden probably was like, "We're heels." The crowd cheers as more than anybody <laughs> else on the show. And Rusev's like, I "No." Listen to me, we're heels. I don't I don't know. I can't tell you either, but that's what we are. That's what Vince tells us. <laughs> yeah, Vince re- it's like those TNA scripts that you just have to have like you know, heel or baby face after everybody's name because you they, everybody was booked so weirdly that you couldn't tell who yes. the fuck was supposed to be heel or baby face. Here it's like the opposite where it's like the they they know how they're characterizing everybody, but the crowd just like reacts to everybody the exact opposite. Like Rusev, heel is like the most popular guy on the show. Roman Reigns. Babyface is the most hated. but it's, right. it's like
2: everybody's miscasted, yeah. So let's get into this main event. Oh, yes.
1: Oh, boy. Um, so, so Samoa Joe comes out to a huge ovation. Again, heel. Heel Samoa Joe to a huge ovation. Yep. Uh, but they had a plan to get the crowd to turn on Samoa Joe. Don't you worry. Um, Roman Reigns music hits. The crowd starts booing before the music even starts. And, like, the the, the Bacha Mania guy got a great, like, a video of it on Twitter. If you if you didn't see the show, if you want to see in real time, like you could hear how fucking loud or how much they turn that the, the crowd noise down when Romans use a cat. Like it's the crowds. It's like booing very loudly, and then you can hear it gradually like go down to like the point where the crowd noise is almost off. And it's like it's really something.
2: It, yeah, it, you know, I, I, uh. I like like you said earlier. Like I like Roman Reigns as a wrestler. He's just he is the victim of Vince. Um, it's really sad because like I feel like Roman he's he's one of those people because people are like, you know, they're like it's not Roman's fault. It's not Roman's fault. I mean, it's not completely Roman's fault. But the guy Vince loves him so much. I feel like you should be able to have some sort of input at this point on like what's going on. But I feel like he's just a yes man.
1: Yeah. Very true. But
2: let's get into this great match, John.
1: Um, all right. So Roman comes out. Roman comes out and we get the um stereotypical WWE beginning of a match where we start with um you know Samoa Joe just like jumps the heel jumps to baby face. The heel puts Samoa. Samoa puts Roman Reigns through a fucking table with a uranage. The crowd's going insane for this, by the way. Like yes, they were chanting Joe with. They were like losing their minds for this, and uh, Joe comes out a flurry. He puts it through the table. If Joe had thrown Roman in the ring and fucking choked him out and sent Roman home, that would have been like the perfect ending of this show. The fans would have gone crazy. You know, Roman could have fucking just disappeared for a while and yep. come back and whatever the fuck he's gonna do. And the crowd would nobody you wouldn't have the embarrassment that we that was still to come with the crowd leaving. That would have been the perfect ending. Instead, Roman laid there and we got because we had to get WWE trope number two four nine two two. Um <laughs> face taken out at start of match. How will they ever recover? And yeah. came, Kane voice box. Kane <laughs> voice and like um so, okay. So, so the, match, the match gets underway for real. They get back in the ring. Samoa Joe Samojo slaps on a chin lock. Yep. This goes on for a very long time. The crowd, who just sat through like almost three hours of total fucking garbage, starts to get really angry and, and start turning on the match. And Joe, you know, you know, acting like it's good heel heat, says, oh, I could do it all night, baby, all night. So their brilliant idea... To keep Samoa Joe from getting cheered, was to have Samoa Joe have a horse shit, boring match where he slaps on, you know, a fucking three minute chin lock, another three minute chin lock, and then another long like fucking arm lock, like a really boring rest hold arm lock, and that was right that that way no one will cheer Samoa Joe. Well. They were right that nobody's here, Samoa Joe. But if they thought that was going to make the crowd like Brock, like Roman Reigns and get behind Roman, they were sure as fuck wrong because what the crowd started doing at this point was heading for the fucking
2: exits. Yeah, and- we got yeah. chance of beat the traffic.
1: Yeah, the people in the seat. I couldn't even hear what the fuck they were saying. I was like, what are they saying? Oh, and I heard they, it. <laughs> it was people still in their seats chanting beat the traffic as they watched huge entire sections of that fucking crowd. Decide, you know what? It is 11.15 at night. I have work in the morning. And I do not give a fucking shit about Roman Reigns. And I am not going to sit here and watch Samoa Joe. Put him in a fucking chin lock for six minutes. I'm going home. Like, there's some photos from this arena. If you haven't seen them. With like, oh, I've seen them. Yep. With like 80% of a huge section just completely gone.
2: Yep. Like a uh, part of
1: people left.
2: Yeah, this match was terrible. I would say... Now, I, I feel like there might have been some worse wrestling on the show, but I feel like this one, for me, I I would probably give it the lowest rating. Just It's because either I this had... or Charlotte
1: Carmella. It's really close yeah. for me.
2: But that, that, the thing with that one is I didn't have high expectations for that yeah. match. This match, I did. I said to and... start. At
1: the start of the show, I said it. I thought this match was going to fucking rule. Yep. Like, Rome, I thought they were going to ha- go out there and have a great fucking match. Like, at the very least, I was like, okay, the crowd's going to boo Roman, you know, the, but at they're least gonna they're going to go it. They're going to go out there and have a great match. No, they went out there and had rest holds is what they did. Okay. You You booked a fucking main event to have like six minutes of fucking rest holds after three hours and 15 minutes of one of the shittiest fucking shows of all time. How could you be that fucking stupid?
2: Yeah. um, You know, we were talking about earlier how like Seth is one of the most over wrestlers and it's not that's not a hard formula to follow he's over because of his wrestling mainly right yeah, the fans
1: like Seth because he does a bunch of cool shit and his matches are exciting and he's fun to watch in the ring I don't even think he's that great you know I'm not a big fan of the guy but the crowd fucking loves him because that's what they want to see Roman when Roman's going out there and having like fast paced tv matches every week he doesn't get booed as much
2: exactly that so was my point there, yep.
1: when he goes out there and has fucking terrible shit like this he gets booed out of the building because on top of the fact that he's a babyface and never wins which is really fucking well now he is the frock thing which is really stupid he's a babyface who get who's they're putting in these awful fucking matches just to keep a portion of the crowd from booing him that is never going to stop booing him yep It's never going to happen, okay? It was time to turn him here already. They didn't do that. It was time to at least have to beat Brock and just fucking go with it. They didn't do that. Instead, we're here watching him get put in a fucking chin lock by Samoa Joe, waiting for the crowd to start going like, yeah, Robin, we're with you. Clap. Clap out of the chin lock. It was never going to happen, okay? You put on a shit main event on a shit fucking show on purpose okay and that's why when people say this is one of the worst shows of all time I, I i have to agree with them because they did not they have a like okay there's a ton of shows in the attitude there that, that fucking suck but they had no roster to speak of they had you know like 1998 WWF, you know had like one of the worst rosters of all time and you know like what do you they can only do so much with the headbangers you know like what are you what are you gonna do right but like This roster is ridiculously stacked. They have probably the greatest collection of talent in the history of North American wrestling. And they choose to put on a show like this. They choose to put on Carmella Charlotte instead of, you know, Charlotte versus one of the 15,000 other women who are, you know, good in the ring. They choose to put on a main event with a seven minute rest hold. Instead of letting the same two people go out there and kill it. They make these fucking choices they choose for their fucking show to suck and they because they don't know what they're doing because Vince McMahon is a fucking moron in the year 2018 and does not understand professional wrestling anymore
2: this is what happens when you have the basically the whole in, industry like under your you know under your uh, fingers and whatnot like he can just do whatever he wants he can put on all these matches and he you know with these subscription services now it's like they already have your money right so he's just like, yeah, we can just go ahead and book this. It's not like we're going to lose pay-per-view buys because those hardly exist anymore. Yeah. Um, and, you know, something that we should probably talk about, let's get to the finish here, is like, you know, Roman ends up winning. There was, after the headlock, like the the 20-minute headlock that nearly put me to sleep, uh, there wasn't really much of a comeback. Like, Roman rolls through, like, a move and then does a spear and then we go home.
1: Yeah, it was like, it, we didn't even get, like, a big Roman comeback at the end. Just, just and... in. Like...
2: And then, like you said, you said you don't watch, like, the weekly stuff too much. So, like, Joe was on SmackDown cutting promos, basically building this program. I thought he did an excellent job. Uh, But Joe's like, okay, after I'm done beating Roman Reigns, I'm coming for you, AJ or Nakamura. It doesn't matter. Well, Joe, you lost. So where do you go from here? (laughs) You lost. So, okay, This, this match got
1: built up by Samoa Joe pointing out to Roman Reigns. Hey, you're a fucking loser. You lost to Brock Lesnar. And you're going to lose to him the WrestleMania. You're going to lose to him again in Saudi Arabia. You fucking suck. You're terrible. He was right. Okay. Roman did not beat Brock Lesnar twice. Roman was a loser. And then Samojo went and lost to him. So you're, <laughs> you're the fucking guy who's talked all this shit about Roman being a fucking loser, which was true. It wasn't even heel fucking, like, heel speak. They think being a heel means, like, being mean. And yet You're supposed to, be like, be a liar, too. You're not supposed to be out there saying, yeah, you suck, you lose all the time, and have it be true, you know? And then he goes and loses to the guy. It's like, this is the exact opposite of how this is supposed to work. You're not supposed to have a guy, you know, you're supposed to have a guy, like, lose to another guy who's, like you know, he, like, Roman's obviously his big baby face, who's, like, heated up right now, and Joe losing to him isn't that big a deal. Instead, Roman's his baby face who loses all the time, and they just beat Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe looks like an even bigger piece of shit.
2: Yep, and another thing is, uh, when I was saying that, you know, Joe, where you pointed out, like, Joe's like, oh, yeah, well, you know, you lost to Brock, you couldn't get the job done. And Joe, on top of Joe saying that he was going to beat Roman and go for Nakamura or Styles next, he also said he was going to win in Saudi Arabia, and he didn't win that either. So now Joe... (laughs) they've they've killed two losers yes they've killed two people with this match and the match wasn't good so it's like we got nothing from it it was so bad the show was so terrible i feel like i wasted uh you know like 20 hours of my life that i'll never get back but you know who cares right (laughs) the show Um, was just so bad
1: so yeah i mean it was so good (laughs) yeah i don't know what else to say about it? but yeah, not a good show. Not a good, not a good pay per view. I don't, not no. a good anything. Just very, 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 very terrible. No. Um, but yeah, I mean, like back. What do you think? One of one of the, the all time worst shows? I put it in my top ten worst. <sighs> films, I think. I don't know. Yeah. About, top uh, five, top three. Eh, it's like right on the border. Top ten, it's top ten, it's definitely there.
2: Yeah. Uh, it's I. I'm trying to think because I know we had a few bad ones. Uh, I know. What, they're like you said around Royal Rumble like we had a few decent ones but this one I would say in like the last five years or at least yeah probably in at least the last five years this has got to be the worst one like and the thing is is like you said like you know WWE has their loyalists um even the loyalists were destroying the show they were just not having it so yeah this this has got for me this is probably the worst pay-per-view I've ever seen
1: Oh wow. Okay. So it's even in stronger.
2: WWE at least cuz I mean, mean WCW it 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 exists so. Mm. or Or existed. I
1: don't I don't know about worst I've ever seen. I I'd have to think about this cuz someone asked you for my three worst and I I guess I would say one of my three worst. I, there were there were so many awful shows last year that like I might put um god what was, what what the fuck was the show with that that incredibly terrible tag match with Shane and Brian of the Refs. Oh like my class god! Yeah, class champions.
2: I, I take that back. I take that back. This might not be my, you know, this. Okay, it's, it might not be the worst of all time, but it's up there. Uh, yeah, yeah. that one was bad. With um, who was that between? Uh, that was uh, guys. that had
1: the AJ, that had the Styles Jinder Mahal main event, and it had Kevin oh, Owens god. and Sami Zayn against Orton Nakamura. That might be like my second. I don't know. I th- I'll come up with a top three because we have a question.
2: Yeah, but we do I have get a question into
1: that. To that. But, but yeah, let's just do it now, whatever. Let me yeah. see here. One of the, one of the questions we got was from a, a long-time listener, Skyler, at Twitter.com. He said, oh, wait, no, that wasn't him. Who sent this question then about the worst? Okay, show? I got
2: it. Uh, it was by, a, uh, some, uh, we got it from at uh, A-B-E-N-J-A-1. Oh, it yeah, says, I see it now. What do you consider your three worst WWE paper events and why? Yeah, so
1: AMB, another longtime listener. Um, Thank you for the question. So so I think, oh God, this is really tough. I think my my least favorite, and like the three, like to worst, objectively worst and least favorite, um, like, you know, two different things. But like my least favorite, the one I hate the most is probably WrestleMania 33. Um, Just because it's so fucking long, it's a WrestleMania, and none of it is good. Like I know, yeah. some people like the like the AJ Shane match. I didn't even think that was any good. And everything on this fucking show is just so fucking terrible. Um, you know, you, there's a run. The only thing that's good is Brock and Goldberg, which is four minutes and forty five seconds of like a five hour show. So you know that Seth Triple H match that never fucking ends is really bad. The the mixed tag which seen in the Miz and Nikki Bella Maurice is really bad. Orton and Bray Wyatt with the worms on the mat. Roman Reigns, Undertaker—one of the worst made events of all time. Just yeah, I it's really awesome. fucking, I really hate that show. I mean, it was definitely my least favorite WrestleMania, and um, you know for sure, I think I think my least favorite, one of the w- worst WWE pay per Another one I throw in there is um, Breakdown '98, which was the oh god, was it Breakdown? Which is the one with the Undertaker? Because there were two shows in a row that were really, really bad. The one with the the triple threat match with Austin. Ch- uh, Kane and, Kane and uh, Undertaker, and then the one with Undertaker versus Kane. Was, it was it, so was it? was it? So it wasn't the, Breakdown. Was right it right? the Triple Threat? It was, or judgment or, uh... day. it was Judgment Day. So Judgment Day 98, which has the Undertaker, Kane, uh, WWE title match ends in no contest when Austin just stuns them both and gets fired. Um, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's there's, 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 like nothing good on the show. It's like the ultimate, like, 98, like, fucking dregs of 98. So I think that's, like, one of my least favorite shows. Um, and then the other one, I would go with Class of Champions 2017 because, like, again, there's just nothing good on that show. And just, I mean, I guess the 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 U.S. title triple threat is okay, but that's really the best The best you can go with. And the, the, two, the, the two last two matches are just so fucking terrible. That tie team match with Shane and Brian, like, try, taking turns trying to out heel rough each other. It's one of the worst fucking matches I've ever seen in my life. I would rather watch almost anything else than watch that match again. So um yeah, I just really hate that show and I, I think it's I think it just edges out this backlash for a place on my list. But Yep and,
2: and that one and, and, and uh with that that uh heel roughing out heel roughing each other. Uh they end up tagging at WrestleMania. So yeah. Which is great. <laughs> uh so mine Mine, um, I'm going to say the same one as you that you just did for uh, the uh, the heel roughing one. Yeah. And then the other ones I have, I would say uh, SummerSlam 2010 was really bad. Uh, what, what was the
1: main event again? Just to rough it remember.
2: That one was Team WWE defeating the Nexus. That's where mm-hmm. uh, it was like it was Bret Hart, Chris Jericho, Daniel Bryan, Edge. John Cena, John Morrison, and our truth defeating the Nexus. That one was so terrible. And then that one also had Kane defeating Rey Mysterio for the World Championship. Uh, oh, yeah. And then we had Big Show defeating the Straight Edge Society by himself. <laughs> and uh, I believe that one had um, uh, Cameron from the Funkadactyls, favorite match of all time, Melina defeating Alicia Fox for the Divas Championship. <laughs> and and uh uh we who can forever get the wonderful matches we got with uh randy orton defeating sheamus for uh for the <laughs> wwe championship so uh and then another one i had in mind for this was probably um great american bash 2006 yeah that was uh,
1: really terrible yeah yes, i remember that show
2: yes because i believe on this this card we had um i think uh was it no? I don't think it was this year. Where we that was a this... show
1: where that was a show where Booker beat Rey Mysterio, I think, yep. in a really, ter- yes. really really terrible match. Mm-hmm. Which are um, Yeah. Um. Uh, and then
2: Ken. Oh yeah. Okay. So so and had Mr. Were... Kennedy against Batista. Yeah, we were supposed to get the Punjabi prison between the Undertaker and Great Khali, but Great Khali failed a test.
1: Yeah. So we said we got Undertaker Big Show
2: And that match was garbage and it went on it went on it felt like for an eternity. Yeah, it was but, 22 uh, yeah. the redeeming <laughs> quality of that show, I guess, was Finley and um William Regal.
1: Right. I remember liking but... that match a lot. It's like there were a bunch of shows I could think of where like every
2: one good match.
1: Everything was crap where there was one good match. And that's why I put I didn't put Backlash
2: mm-hmm. on this
1: list because Backlash at least did have that one this this year's Backlash I mean did have that one good match. Yeah. Whereas the shows I listed Class of Champions, I don't think, has any. Like, I, I really... That triple threat match with the U.S. title is the closest thing to a good match, and I don't think it's that good. No. Other other, other people like it better than I did, but I did not like it that much. Um, that's the only... And that's the only thing close to a good match on the, that show. Everything on that show is fucking terrible. Um, same thing, Judgment Day 98. Like, um, I haven't watched the show in forever, but the, the closest thing, again, I remember to being a good match, was, like, Christian and Takamichi Noku, and I don't think that was that good, so...
2: No, no, it wasn't, not- and that was like one of Christian, I think, like one of his like first ma- one of his like first matches in the company.
1: Also, it's it's also like one of the most pointless shows of all time because like it ends with you know a WWE title match where you don't get a new champion, and you just do a fucking tournament the next month. Um, and also has like The Rock's big little babyface run where he he loses to Mark Henry in five minutes. Um, <laughs> with with D'Lo interfering and and like taking the flash or whatever which leads to nothing for Mark Henry. Mark Henry does not get any kind of push off of that. And then the rock turns heel the next month anyway. And, you know, like John, like he doesn't go for revenge against the nation. He just fucking turns heel and joins the corporation and wins the title. It's like, it's just one of the least, least, um, you yeah. know, it doesn't have any point at all. It's just basically stalling a month before everything gets wiped out. At Survivor series the next month. So, yeah, I, yeah. Think, I think that's another reason why I think that show is really terrible. Um,
2: but yeah, those are definitely my three, uh, I guess. But, but yeah, that, like, I'm, I'm looking at the classic champions card.
1: That WrestleMania. And, that WrestleMania, I, again, I don't like had I guess you could say, like I said, Brock Goldberg is the best is the one good match, but to me
2: It was if, like
1: five minutes. If, yeah, if the one good match on the show is five minutes long, especially on a, on a five hour, hour show. Yeah, on a five hour <laughs> WrestleMania, yeah. it's not that big a deal. So it doesn't it's not enough to save that fucking piece of shit show. Yeah. So
2: but yeah, thanks for the question. Uh, that, was, uh, yeah. that was that that mm-hmm. one is a tough one though, for sure.
1: All right, so let's do a little bit about wrestling Dontaku here before we get into the questions. So the the two shows overall, um, I would say night one was really not very good. Um, I'd did agree. Not, did not really care for that show at all. Um, night two, on the other hand, was quite good. Yes. Um, you know, I get why. Actually, hold on, dude, I, I'm hearing an echo. Are you? I'll, I'll, um, okay, now I'm not. So, <laughs> okay, let me start over, and hopefully the echo won't keep going. Okay, give me one. You have like headphones in or anything or no? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so hold on one sec. And I used? Um. Okay, I don't know why I was seeing that echo then.
2: If not, I can just plug my phone in on the charger, and we can just talk to there.
1: Yeah, I just okay. Uh, so let me try it again, and I'll. If I hear the, if I hear the echo. Then I'll go ahead and uh, cut it. But let me just keep some silence here. All right, so let's talk a little bit about uh, wrestling. Don't talk you. Um, so night night one, I didn't think was very good at all. Um, no, not a big fan of night one. Um, it was it was an okay show at best. Really, um, like I said earlier, I was kind of in a haze watching it. It was you know, the day after I had found out about Sean, so I really wasn't that. Um, focused on the show, so I, you know I, I kind of thought maybe that might have had something to do with it, but it didn't seem like a lot of other people really liked it either. So I yes. guess it was—I I don't, I don't know—if that was not really it. But anyway, it wasn't wasn't that memorable for me, and not not a great show. I mean, the most memorable thing about that that night was probably Marty Scroll trying to buy a slam fallet. Probably <laughs> yeah. tunnel, Which can like Marty Scroll continues to be um, so much better as this fucking comedy. comedy. Like, he is so good at being a complete joke, and I'd much rather watch him do that than pretend to be a serious wrestler. Yeah, Um, I agree. As far as, like, the rest of the show, though, the, you know, the the double main event, you know, I I really, Cody and Coda, they apparently only went uh, about 24 minutes, but.
2: It was a long time.
1: Yeah, it felt like they went, like, 35 or something, which is funny because the Okada oh Tanahashi match that did go 35 the next night felt like it went, like, you know, 25. Yeah. But, but yeah, that, that match was just way too long. Um, You know, it kind of picked up by the very end and, like, I, you know, enough for me to go, like, three and a quarter on it. But, like, it just – it really wasn't interesting most of the way. Um, I kind of – I figured Cody was going to win, so I wasn't really that surprised, but – yeah, I mean, it just just really a a major downer at the end of a 24 minute match to have to watch Cody win clean.
2: So I was uh, most people who uh, follow me on Twitter, they know I cannot stand Cody. Like I hate him, and I I basically tweet it daily. Uh, so recently, I was kind of getting on board with him uh, just because of his care. I thought his character work's been pretty good, but it when you're in this kind of environment with New Japan and stuff like that, I feel like you have to have more than character. And with with I don't know if you thought the same with this match with uh, Cody and uh, um, Ibushi here, but it felt like Ibushi was like really slowing down for Cody. Like I, every time, like when I think it was like a drop kick or something, uh, Coda went to do this drop kick and he almost missed because Cody was going so slow, like leaning into it and everything. It was just I, I wasn't into it. Um, I gave it, I think I gave it like a like three stars. Or something yeah, like
1: that we so are almost the same then yeah
2: I, I wasn't into it i like their match um at wrestle kingdom better for sure yeah. um but yeah this show i did not i didn't really like this one The one after this um i believe on the fourth right uh that one w- with the uh, okada and tanahashi um when we get to that i like that show a lot more for sure
1: yeah so the really quickly the main event was uh kenny and hangman what do you think about this because I felt even weirder trying to write this because it just never, you know, again, I was very distracted that day and it just ne- it never really got my attention, but it didn't seem like a lot of the people online liked it that much either, so.
2: No, this this match, um, it definitely wasn't a, I wouldn't say it was a great match. I would say it was a pretty, uh, it was a good match. Um, I know uh, Cody attacked Omega before the match and Paige was beating him down and whatnot. Um, I think that Hangman has been doing pretty good lately though uh i feel like he's definitely earning his spot i know a lot of people were getting behind uh chase owens uh late last year uh, i feel like this year people are going to start getting more behind hangman page because i have more yeah, but yeah. even then i i still didn't think this match was that great uh but we like 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 you said we know what we're building to with these two matches that went on in the show but overall i didn't really like it that much
1: yeah i thought it was uh i didn't think it was very good and um you know again i I was really distracted so i didn't want to i didn't really even feel comfortable giving a star rating but it did not it wasn't i wasn't really into it at all kenny did win clean with the one winged angel which made sense the following night um Mm -hmm. which we'll get into here i guess the following night the the undercard stuff on both shows really wasn't that interesting um from a map standpoint but we did get some new feud stuff with uh with, it looks like we're gonna get Juice and Jay White next for the U.S. title, which is kind of cool, I guess.
2: Into that, into that, yeah. And then um, of course,
1: we got. I oh, sorry, "Go ahead." Uh,
2: I was gonna say, I'm definitely into that because, uh, you know, a lot of people haven't been too into Jay White, but I actually I like Jay White.
1: I lo- I'm a, I'm a I'm as big a booster as you'll find for him. I think he's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: I, I really yeah,
1: definitely... I dig what he's doing because, look, I mean, he could go out there and be another fucking guy who stands there and trades fucking slaps and trades chops and you know it's big tough but new japan has a million of those people they don't, don't even so like he instead is he's this guy who's this coward you know he's he's this weird like conniving like fucking fake goth like it just it really there's something about his whole character that really clicks for me and i really enjoy it and it it just it stands out in new japan especially in at the, the unit he's in too in chaos, so it,
2: it amazes me how many people don't really understand the story they're telling with them either. Because I was listening to because I listened to a lot of podcasting, uh, I forgot what podcast it was again, but somebody was like, I don't buy into Jay White teaming with uh chaos, you're not supposed to,
1: yeah, that's, that's the fucking point.
2: That is the point, <laughs> and it, he even tweets it like every time Okada does like something more heelish or there's a little bit of dissension in the ranks, he's like. My plans working and stuff, and it's like that's the point of this whole entire thing. So it's just it's
1: wild. if you want to criticize it from like a standpoint of why, why is Ricardo or Gator, whoever, being stupid enough to put him in the group? That's one thing, but like from their standpoint, it's like, well, we're gonna add this hot young guy, and you know, it'll help you know, shore up the unit against other people. And what it's like, a, it's like a necessary risk. Like, look, um, real sports teams bring on people who. Uh, who have a lot of talent that might not be a great chemistry fit all the time. Mm -hmm. I mean, that happens. And like, you know, I I only watch like hockey and baseball really, but like, you know, a hockey team will pray for a guy that has a bad reputation, you know, in the locker room, but like just has a lot of talent. And from chaos's perspective, you know, it's like, well, we're bringing in this guy who, you know, doesn't really have a great attitude maybe, but he's a very talented young wrestler. We want to, you know, have this guy in our, in our unit. It's like, I, I totally buy the idea they'd have, they, they wanted to see if it could work. And Jay White's just fucking, you know, he's there because and he he's very upfront that he's there because he's, he fucking, he joined because he hated the Bullet Club and he wanted some backup and that's what he's, and and Jay White is like this weird, like, you know, when he like, th- he one of his best tweets ever that summed up his character to me was after Nakamura low-blowed AJ at WrestleMania, he just tweeted out like, that's more like it hashtag chaos yeah basically pointing out like this is what chaos was built on they wore heels originally and this is what he wants to bring them back to so i think it's really cool yes Uh, and 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 another thing is anywhere though that's the big problem
2: yeah and, and another thing like you said is, is that i'm bringing in talent and it's like a you know a necessary risk i mean he is a champion too so it's not like they're just bringing in yeah. like you know say like a, Well, he hadn't like...
1: had won well the title when, they, when yeah. they yeah but
2: i mean like you could see the talent that they saw in him and yeah it obviously it's come to fruition so
1: i mean the idea was basically he's just he's this hot young this young hot shot that maybe has a poor attitude but we're gonna put him in our unit and see if it works i think it's perfectly logical yeah i'm into it um so the other thing i want to point out of course is the first of all after the lig match we had the big chris jericho angle Mm
2: -hmm.
1: um i thought this was a fucking awesome angle Uh, amazing jericho beat the fucking shit out of nato uh the blade job was like a super one of the more gory blade jobs you ever see uh the crowd the crowd was way more into this than they were into the original jericho attack on omega which was you know in the same city now and of course you can argue that jericho's more over new japan now because of that omega match i don't want to act like it's a straight one-to-one comparison but the crowd had so much fucking sympathy for naito when he's getting his fucking ass kicked and you know i just it was such a hot angle um i loved it and then naito if you watch that post that post um you know the, the promo they put up on youtube with him just covered in blood and smirking and saying you know this is why i told. You know, I told you Minoru Suzuki that, um, you know, if you didn't get your spot in line, you're gonna get passed up. This proves that I'm right that everybody just wants a piece of Naito. He just got like destroyed, and like he's his face is covered in blood, and he's given this this pro about how right he was. I mean, that like sums up Naito's appeal, in in a, in a nutshell basically, and why people love him so much.
2: Yeah, I love the reveal of this, uh, with Jericho wearing the mask and everything, and and so for me uh one of the first uh when i first started watching wrestling the first feud that i ever remember watching was chris jericho versus triple h uh chris jericho was like one of my favorite wrestlers for the longest time So which which feud because they had uh so game. so yeah this this one uh this is where they had a uh i believe they had a last they ended up having like a last man standing match is
1: it still 2000 2000, 2000
2: yeah. yes uh so so yeah Jericho's not, the, not, the, not the shitty one in like 2002 no, 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 <laughs> not not the one that built to uh, mania or whatever, but uh, yeah, and they was... had like a
1: terrible Hell in a Cell match a month
2: later. Yeah, so Jericho, like, uh, he's not the best wrestler, now. uh, he's nowhere near it. Um, but to me, like, it still holds a lot in my heart because you know he's one of the first people that got me into this wonderful world of wrestling. Uh, yeah. so and he's going now. He's feuding with my current favorite wrestler in the world, uh, Tetsuya Naito. So I think this is going to be awesome. Uh, I think. Naito needs this because after the match with Suzuki, uh, I I don't know, um, I I didn't like it at all. Yeah. Uh, I think with Jericho we can get more uh, maybe brawling. I don't think it's I don't know if it's going to be great or anything, but I mean we got we got the heat, so that's definitely there. But I loved I loved this angle a lot.
1: But yeah, it's uh it was a really fucking awesome angle, and I can't wait for their match at Dominion.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, the other big angle after a ten man tag was after the the Bullet Club Civil War tag, um, Omega and Cody kind of like, you know, brawled and fucked off to the back and left the rest of them in the ring. And, you know, Ibushi, you know, he just kind of stands off in the corner and just kind of leaves because it doesn't really involve him. But the other members all come together and do the Bullet Club, you know, the two sweet pose. Yes. So it looks like the Bullet Club is all back on the same page, except, you know, just basically saying it's it's Omega and it's Cody's problem. It's not our problem. Which so looks-
2: I like a lot. I yeah. like that a
1: lot. I like that there's there's not like a, a big contrived split. It's Just like a you know, we're all we're all on the same team still. The the two of them can fucking work it out. Like I thought, Paige had a great quote too. Paige is like, you know, we're all we're all adults here. You know, they they want to say their leader. You know, I don't, I don't really give a shit at this point. So yeah, so that was yeah, kind of cool. I do
2: think I do think that um this whole because I really I I was I'm not the biggest bullet club fan. And uh, in in the beginning, uh, when they started this little dissension, I liked it a lot. I do think it's starting to get a little uh, stale, yeah. so they need to hurry this up for sure.
1: Yeah, so it felt like this was like a big step, and now if any future matches are probably just gonna be Kenny versus Cody,
2: yeah, um, which they need but, to hurry up and just get them out of the way.
1: <laughs> um, but yeah, like as far as the, I mean, it, it's also worth mentioning it was like the five year anniversary of, Bullet, of the Bullet yeah, Club, yeah, which is cause they formed back in in two thousand thirteen in the same the same building, I believe. So you know that made sense. That that's where they had their big little their big like let's put aside our problems thing. Yeah. Um, the semi-main was the IWGP Junior Title match. Uh, Will Ospreay against Kushida. This is again. This is another example of a match where a guy overcomes a, that his issues with me to still have a fantastic match. Um, like I went four and a half on this. I thought it was really fucking awesome. Um, even though I, I do have a lot of issues with the what like certain things that Will Ospreay does um when he was doing his fucking like screaming like mm-hmm. ten minutes into the match from putting it getting put in a simple arm lock it was like buddy calm the fuck down like you're going to go 24 minutes you shouldn't be screaming a minute in yeah but but weirdly like he kind of stopped doing that as the match went on which is you know probably the opposite of how he should be doing it but like in this case I was just I was just happy he, he finally shut the fuck up basically and then at that point the match got a lot better so I, I certainly, you know, they just did so much crazy shit. Um, I, I was not all going in, so like the, you know, some of the spots for Kushida working him over and getting him in the, in the, uh, in the Kushida lock were really good, and I, I, I thought Kushida actually could win it. But Osprey, I think the match actually would have worked better if Kushida had won. Like uh, the, I agree. It was one of those types of matches where Kushida was so believable, beating the shit out of this injured man that like I just thought he probably should have just tapped him out and and gotten the win, but. But Osprey hit the Stormbreaker and got the pin to retain. So yeah, uh, I still thought I still thought it was a really great match.
2: So this one I do have notes for. Um, yeah, I, I actually have a note in here that says like Osprey screaming is ridiculous. Like
1: yeah.
2: I don't care if you're gonna do it towards maybe the end of a match, but you're doing it two minutes in.
1: Yeah. like
2: we got twenty more minutes of this, he and then the,
1: he did the opposite though because he stopped doing it. Later.
2: Yeah. Uh, I th- there was a spot where um Osprey goes for some sort of dive or whatever off like the guardrail. And then Kushida catches him into the hoverboard lock or whatever. I thought that was sick. Um, Then there was that, uh, do you remember that DDT apron spot where, like, Osprey was on, he was standing on the apron, but Kushida wasn't on the apron, and he, like, jumped up and DDT'd him, like, head first. I thought that was ridiculous. And uh, I I have another uh, note in here that says um, 19 count spots in New Japan are so overdone. Like, I don't buy into any of them at all. Yeah. And I thought I thought Kushida, uh he has the basic fundamentals of wrestling down so smoothly. Like it, it he makes it look effortless. But he you could he see his effort in it. It's it's crazy. Has, yeah. Yeah. Um, but overall, I love this match. I gave it uh four and a half as well, actually. Um this was definitely I, I'm not the biggest Osprey fan, so this this match was way better than any of the matches he had with Skrull. that's for damn sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. yeah, I appreciated Kushida's efforts in this. I've he needs to be done with the junior division at this rate, though. Don't you agree? Yeah, it's it's bad. Do you want to get to the uh, thing we had after though, with the uh, reveal?
1: Sure, because after the match, um, we, we of course these vignettes have been playing. Um, you know, for for month for a mo- about a month now, about the, the return of the Bone Soldier, and just another vignette plays um, the. The crowd, like, you know, it's like, oh, they start playing this weird, um, oh, God, this weird, like, song. I don't know how to describe this song. It was very, it was very interesting. It was like kind of creepy sounding, but yes. Not super sounding, not super creepy sounding. Um, it was like
2: a lighter version of like the beginning of Evil song. Yeah.
1: Kind of. Yeah. Um, and then, but then Tamataka comes out. And Thomas Haga, I mean, first of all, the announcers, I, I saw this segment in English and in Japanese as like, I like the Japanese announcers' reaction better because they're basically like, What the fuck is going on? Like they're like translating this? it. Yeah. <laughs> they're just like, What? And then Tama comes out and is like I, he says something like turn around you hoe monkey or something. And, yeah. And like behind Osprey, this this very Jack's little man and a in I knew a, who it uh, was immediately. Oh, you did. Okay. <laughs> I, I really feel bad I didn't realize who it was because I was just like think I I did not for some reason I couldn't think of a japanese person i don't know if it's because the bullet club has been all foreigner other than yujiro for so long that i was like trying to be like is that like some friend of will's from australia <laughs> yeah is like what am i like, getting here it's like who the fuck is that and it's then he, gordon <laughs> so he gives him a like a, this combination move that's almost like a bloody sunday into an into like a gut buster yes this is, i guess kind of cool and then You know, Tama is like, here's the new bold soldier. And he pulls the mask off and Taiji, it's your boy. First of all, Taiji got a way bigger pop than I would have guessed. Yep. I had a note in there. Yep. Mm -hmm. He got a huge pop. And I guess part of that is because he actually has wrestled for New Japan before, like fairly recently. Like he was in the tag form at HCH. So the crowd the crowd was, like, um, you know, into they it. They were shocked. Yeah, were but shocked. the crowd, the cra- like, I, I mean, I did yell at, like, what? Like, <laughs> but I guess I should have seen it coming because it's, it's like, almost a exact replica of the Sonata thing. Yeah. He, le- he left his home promotion to go, quote, unquote, freelance and goes, makes a little noise about, like, going to America. And then all of a sudden, he's just a New Japan regular now. <laughs> it's,
2: like... Man, he uh, worked them all. Yeah, New it's Japan. Amazing.
1: New Japan, I think, like, sends out few issues, guys, like, okay... We want you, but we don't want to be seen as like rating your promotion directly. So, just go here. <laughs> go to America for like two months and like pretend you're really trying to make it, and then we'll bring you in. Like, I don't even know who the fuck they're trying to fool at this point because I think most people see right through it.
2: Yeah, I definitely do. New,
1: New Japan sure did know a dirty.
2: <laughs> so I I knew it was Ishimori because of two things. Uh, I don't know. Uh, so it's so the abs, which yeah. this guy is cut like it's ridiculous. And I've been hearing rumblings, actually, uh, of people saying that Bone Soldier was going to be Taiji Ishimori. See, I don't I know how they knew that, though. I
1: didn't hear those rumblings. I heard that Taiji was going to come into New Japan, but I did mm-hmm. not hear specifically as Bone Soldier.
2: Yeah, I, I heard that he was going to be as Bone Soldier. So I was like, really? Like I, really, I was skeptical, though. I, was I really skeptical.
1: thought Bone Soldier was going to be like some Australian guy that like that Will Ospreay wanted to break in or something, but like... Now it, it, it was Taiji, and like yeah. I, it, I think it's really cool to have another Japanese person in the Bullet Club because like, yes, we've had Yuji, yujiro for all this time, so you can't even call it like an all, um, you know. And then after that, we had like the original Bullet Soldier very briefly. Oh God, and you can't even call it like a all Gaijin unit anymore. So it's like why not have a few more? Like this is this should be like the landing spot for like outsiders, basically. For like other Japanese outsiders and, and the Japanese outside did a great job like putting two and two together. They're like, Well, he was in America. Maybe he met Tomatonga in America. Yeah. I thought it was really cool. And uh,
2: then in the in the post, in like the post like show interview thing, he he says, uh he's like that, he's like, I went straight to Tomatonga. Like he didn't go to Cody or Kenny, he went straight <laughs> to Tomatonga, which I thought was interesting. Uh and... I'll say this though, I am definitely excited to see the matches that he'll have. because uh, I, I think the junior division uh needs it. Um, so I'm really excited for this one. And I think that he's going to do a good job, uh, of being a heel. So.
1: Yeah. And we're going to get, well, we're going to get Will and uh, Ishimori right off the bat. at uh, Yep. Mm-hmm. At Park. And so that'd be cool. All right. So after that, we had the main event, which was Okada and Tanahashi.
2: This was amazing.
1: Yep. This was, again, I went four and a half on this. I would put this, I'd actually put this maybe slightly below the junior title match. Um, it's very close, but I think I like the junior title match a little bit more. Um, it's when you know 34 36 um so let me let me say if i have any complaints about this first of all for for once i really wish they had done like multiple rainmakers like i know me too. Compl- me too i know people complain about that but like i really felt like tanahashi earned a kickout i get the idea that you're doing a story um to you know of tanahashi like just not being good enough anymore but like just let him kick out a one Rainmaker and then do the I, second one.
2: I feel like if this is his last stand, they should have done it. Like, he's given all he's got. But so he, he should at least be able to take two. He should
1: have kicked out that Rainmaker and then just, like, tried to get up and just collapsed. And then, get, oh, gosh, like, lift his corpse off the ground and give him a second Rainmaker. It just mm-hmm. felt like such a fucking cop-out that one Rainmaker ended it. Like, I don't know. Um, They built up to it really well, so I guess I shouldn't complain that much. But I really wanted... I really wanted to kick out there. I think they, he's kicked out that remake so many fucking times. I think it's, it was worth it to, to get him kick out of one more. Um, yeah. I did love the, t- the fact that Tanahashi, um, like no soul, the Okada drop kick. It's like almost nobody yes. ever does that. And it's like, it's just a fucking drop kick. Like right. you know, someone, someone should be able to, uh, no, so, I understand it's like a really nice drop kick, but it's a fucking drop kick. Like, Someone should be able to no sell that thing, um, yes. but yeah, I mean, like, I you know it was a very epic match. They built to the finish well, you know. The I would say like the open. If I have any flaws with it, and again, I do clearly have a couple because I only gave it four and a half. Mm-hmm. The the opening fifteen minutes felt like even more pointless than usual. Um, yeah, just didn't I feel agree. Like too much happen. But like the rest of the match were just you know it was like the last twenty minutes were so good. That I would still go four and a half. Yeah, that, that, so.
2: the last five minutes of this match were incredible, I thought. Um, yeah. I, I, I think that, uh, Okada played an amazing heel. Like, he read the room really well. Um, yeah, which he's like, he's almost always like, hit he's playing his, that role more often now.
1: Yeah. Most of his best matches are him playing the heel. I mean, he, he even played the heel against Sonata, and that was awesome.
2: Yeah. That, it was great. Um, like, he, I remember like Tanahashi was, I think this was toward the end. He was like on his hands and knees, and like, Okada's just like kicking, like, like a like a prick. He's just kicking at his head and just looking at the crowd. Like, this is your guy. Like it was amazing. I thought it was awesome. Um we got another nineteen count in this match. This one I actually kinda almost bit on. Uh I know towards the end there was this great amazing uh strike exchange uh that ended with like Okada getting uh or no I think it was Tanahashi getting an uppercut on Okada. Um and then uh Tanahashi hits this front drop kick and Okada just laughs after it. Like, he thought yeah. it was so pathetic. <laughs> um, th- And then towards the end, uh, Tanahashi kicking out of that German at one. That was awesome. And then Tanahashi hitting a Rainmaker. I thought that was cool. Yeah. um, I, I just love this match a lot. Uh, I also gave it four and a half, though. Uh, yeah. I liked it a little bit more than the Junior match. I'm not sure. I don't know. I, this one, I just had more, I guess, connection with it. Because mm-hmm. I love Tanahashi. I think it's amazing. And okay. every time Tanahashi does the high-five flow to the outside, I just lose my mind. This guy's, like, 40 years old. It it it, it reminds me of, uh, like, some dad joining his son on spring break and just, like, watch this shit as he does, like, a freaking corkscrew into the pool or something. It's amazing. But I love this match. Uh, Okada beats the record. Um, and then we figure out who he's going to go against next.
1: Yeah, so, so Okada, like, he gives his long speech. He mm-hmm. says... Uh... You know, blah blah blah. I'm so, um, you know, I'm you know. Here's my. He brain. said Tanahashi was strong. Yeah, he said Tanahashi was strong at least. So that's nice. But then he also like just starts listing off all his defenses, and he does point out the draw. Mm-hmm. He is like, you know, here's the draw. So, and that kind of ends up being foreshadowing to where he decides instead of to challenge Omega to the rematch a year later after the 60 minute draw. So Kenny comes out. Um, Okada suggested no time limit. Kenny's like, let's go one better. Let's do two out of three falls. And you know, in Japanese, I should add. Yeah. So there you go. Okada Omega next month at Dominion, two out of three falls. You're probably going to go very long and make a lot of nerds on Twitter very upset. Um, <laughs> I think it's going it's to be good. I, I really, I don't know. Um, I'm I'm further down on Okada Omega than most people, but not like to the point where like I'm, I'm not only people think they were fucking terrible like um, some people
2: ironically do it i feel like yeah, yeah
1: i gave the op- the the, the dope match four and a half the dominion match four stars and then i really hated the g1 match which i've talked about a million times on here so i'm not gonna get do it again but the the dominion match i gave four stars i just thought like you know the they didn't really do, do enough with what they did as far as like making it matter Mm -hmm. And by the end, especially, like, all that legwork that ended up meaning absolutely nothing. Nothing, yeah. One of my least favorite things in in a big match. So we'll see what, like, when when you have two FE falls, you have the opportunity to do, like, a legwork segment and have it mean something, and, like, have it, like, play into at least one of the falls, if not all of them. So that might be cool. Um, You know, I have have this weird feeling that they're going to plot something at least better than the Dominion and um g1 g1 matches maybe not to the level of the, the dome match but um yeah but yeah if they go like two hours or something ridiculous and maybe not but i don't think they're gonna do that i think it's gonna be like 45 50 minutes again yeah
2: i think we're gonna hit i think it's gonna go over 30 um yeah but i don't think it's, it's
1: gonna... over 30 is a lock i think
2: yeah and i don't think it's i don't think it's gonna go over 50 though yeah um, i don't either i don't either i'm like, excited I, I,
1: Look, I, look. I mean, people people get this feeling. The after Punk and Joe did those two one hour draws, the third match they had that was like um, with no time limit went like thirty five minutes or something. So yeah, it doesn't um, guarantee anything.
2: So uh, do you think Omega wins it?
1: Um, I do. I do too. Yeah,
2: and uh, I think we... I think we're gonna get Cody I, and Kenny will, at the Cow yes, Palace. I,
1: I do too. I will I will not be surprised if Ricardo retains. Like that's one of those matches going in where either guy could win and I would uh you know I'd so
2: be... so if Okada wins who wins the G1 uh Naito again
1: no Okada
2: you think Okada will win the G1 too
1: <laughs> yeah I think I think Okada win the G1 is a lock whether he's champion or not so
2: I see I think if he i think if he um if Omega wins here I think Okada will definitely win the G1 and I don't even think like i i, I at that point I don't think anybody will doubt that
1: yeah.
2: um i'm excited for the match though. So i really am um where they go after this the whole thing like uh, i so if, if okada loses um i want to see what they do with him. uh i think he does need another coat of paint and i think he needs to change his look his look pisses me off like yeah. he, he like bleached his eyebrows too now again so <laughs> I, I don't know what he's trying to do, if he's trying to have like his uh, waifu like get pissed at him or what, but <laughs> it's ridiculous. Oh, yeah, and during the Tanahashi and uh, Okada match, <laughs> Oka's on the side, like, rooting... He's, like, rooting Tana, uh, Tanahashi on, and Oka's, like, looking at Okada just pissed off. It is amazing. <laughs> I loved it so much.
1: But, but yeah, that was your Night 2. A, a good show. Way better game than with, the first night. Way better than the first night. You really... You can safely skip the first night and just watch the second night. You'll... Yeah
2: enjoyed a lot but
1: the first um, night's better than backlash <laughs> uh yeah like like almost anything actually yeah yeah all right well let's get into these questions um other than what, what we did already skylar who's um uh, at twitter.com speaking of bad wrestling what is the worst decision every pure promotion made in 2018 so far and then nightmare mode no Erie winning or naito losing okay um the worst decision new japan's made other than naito losing was just the the way they booked Hiromu. I agree. Uh, Hiromu should either be junior tag champion or he should be, I
2: junior, he should heavyweight be junior heavyweight champion. Oh, no,
1: I Yes, I, I could be okay with them giving Hiromu and Bushi a junior tag title run, but like just the, the nothing they're doing with him, that to me is the most egregious thing that New Japan's doing. I mean, this should be the junior star who you're building up for future heavyweight run, who is like Taking the Junior Division the new heights in the meantime and say he's doing absolutely nothing.
2: It's yeah, fucking they, ridiculous. They should have completely... did they should have yeah. did this Osprey run like a year ago. Yeah. No shit. And then okay. Horomu should have been champion like still. And then I mean the the crowd loves uh you know L. I. J. Uh so Horomu as a face, you could have had like this because you know Bullet Club and um L. I. J. were just going at it, and you could have had Ishimori like attack uh Horomu yeah. and that would have been insane that match. Yeah. So, uh, I'm going to say, um, yeah, that I'm going to agree with you on that one. I, cause I, Hiromu, he was insane when he came back, uh, when he, when he came back from his excursion and I thought he should have never dropped the title. I was super mad. I thought he was going to win it back at, um, Wrestle Kingdom and he didn't. That one mm-hmm. made me mad as well. Uh, I, I'm a bit, is my favorite person in New Japan, but, uh, I, I don't know. I still have hope that he's going to get the title back. So, uh, mm-hmm. I won't say that that's. Well, he's uh, a terrible we, decision.
1: We, we were told no, we were told no, because I, because Naito losing would still be mine, even though it's worked out a little better than I would have expected, but I still, but he said not to do that one. So, oh, okay. Um, okay. Um, all Japan, I don't know. There's really nothing they've done that I think is that awful. I would, I guess maybe a James, uh, Dylan James and side winning the tag titles, but even that feels like a stretch. There's really, there's really nothing they've done that's pissed me off, so I can't. That, that I probably, hate this. Yeah, they're probably the closest one I have.
2: I hate to say I haven't been keeping up with every uh Puro promotion, um, but I will say that uh, I've actually been pretty happy with All Japan. Um, you know, all the results I read and see and stuff, I'm I'm pretty content with what they're doing. I think they, at least me Horace on top because uh, I think he he's easily the ace, right? So yeah, um, I'm glad that he's champion again. Uh, I also don't think he should have lost it as soon as he did though
1: um let me ru- let me run what on kento no no no. kento's champion
2: no no but when he originally uh, lost it i don't think he should have
1: okay um let me but he said through in 2018 but yeah let, let oh, through, okay yeah let yeah. me run through let me through, run through the rest of them really quickly ddt i mean it would have been an ERA winning so yeah I'm, I'm really struggling to think of another one um i guess just oh god like i what about noah no- what do you think about noah no, I haven't followed at all. So I, I haven't either. <laughs> um, so I can't answer for that one. D.E.T., I, I, I mean, it would be Eerie winning. That's such a terrible decision. I, I, okay, you said no Eerie winning. Eerie coming back is a weird-ass heel that doesn't know what he's doing, but is also a baby face, but it's also a heel. It just makes no fucking sense. That's the. I mean, it's Eerie. That's the only
2: answer. Yeah, There's sorry. We're not else playing else Nightmare there. Mode today. There's nothing
1: else <laughs> in D.E.T. that's that terrible. So, um...
2: Oh, let's see. We got a question from Dolzerman. Well, wait, hold, Dolzerman.
1: On, hold I got more promotions. I mean, think. Big oh, Japan, okay, yeah, yeah. Big Japan, um, putting the belt back on Hideki. Very, very easy answer because you know, as bad as the Daichi Hashimoto run has been, like the the Hideki strong title reign has just completely played out. That match it, was bad. It was, it was re- even more obvious to me after I saw. Did you watch the match with uh, Sekimoto at uh, at End of Survivor? Yeah, that, that was. Yeah, it was just very painfully average to like below average. And it's like. All the magic from last year is for those two who had is completely gone. It's just, you cannot go back to Hideki that fast.
2: He's getting hard to watch. He's, Hideki he's a, is hard to watch.
1: I like him. And I, I think he's still a good wrestler, but like you just, he's not the kind of guy you turn back to four months after he was finally vanquished. Like it just doesn't work.
2: Yeah. So definitely-
1: I, I think that's a, the worst decision. Um, Clearly the worst decision Big Japan made.
2: What about Dragon Gate?
1: Dragon Gate I I have been following because Man, that I'm it sounds so, crazy over there. Right I was now. so I was so not into it. I'm gonna have to go read the results and catch up with it, I guess. But I mean I guess just the decision to to end Berserk and turn into anti anti or whatever the fuck it's called in a in a way that really made no fucking sense. But I've ranted about that before already. So um and that might have actually technically happened like the end of twenty seventeen. Yeah. Um let me think of some other ones. Russell One I don't know. I mean, I I'm a couple of shows behind. I, on paper, Soya beating Ashino doesn't sound great, but apparently the match is actually really good. So maybe it was fine.
2: I didn't get to see yeah, it.
1: Yeah. yet. Yeah, I'm a little. I'm a couple of shows behind with them, so I don't. I'm not sure. Stardom, it's that draft because that draft, yes, that draft yes. like that that just changed absolutely n- almost nothing was really stupid like they they really need if you're gonna do a draft like that you need to do it in a way everybody that, needs to get shaken like it really gets shaken up not like uh you know a couple people here and there so that yeah. was definitely it was definitely that draft um and i i don't know any other i can't really think what the other ones to tokyo joshi pro hasn't done any, anything to piss me off they're great they're perfect everybody go watch tokyo joshi pro
2: um I'm, yeah i need I'm, to watch that am i
1: forgetting any obvious promotions i don't think i am i don't i don't think so okay um, the Haas Respector, uh, <laughs> <Tolzerman, laughs> <Tolzerman>, yeah, <laughs> Why are you torturing talk to yourself talking about that show? I, I had a good time. I love hating on WWE. I fucking think they're fucking pieces of shit, and I want nothing but terrible failure for them. So I had a great time hating on that show.
2: Yeah, I, I, um, sometimes uh, talking about shitty shows makes for a good show, uh, audio-wise. So, um, I, I, I tortured myself watching the show. Uh not talking about it though. I think like I think some of the best podcasts are when like two people are just well, I mean, it, it, like, ripping crashed, up a show.
1: It crashed figure four because everybody wanted to hear oh yeah,
2: to rip that show to shreds. Yeah, really Brian fun. and Vinny,
1: yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um so L U Tang at L U Tang Secret. Is the run sheet leaking the attached agents producers a carny political move from figures in creative or a sign of desperation? I think it's both um i think (laughs) think it's a very carny move that's also very desperate
2: yeah uh i always thought they did that though i always thought they had agents um like listed with the uh, well yeah but but, but it
1: didn't get it, it didn't get like leaked like that
2: they never got leaked um yeah there are some sites getting these uh run sheets and it's very yeah it's questionable
1: so that's what I'm saying. Like, he's asking, what, what, is the, what do those leaks mean, basically? Yeah. Uh, I, I think it can mean both,
2: honestly. I, I think so, too. I think yeah. so, too. Um, yeah, for sure. Uh, I think it is It's a lot of political stuff, for sure.
1: All right. So uh, that's all the questions, I think. I think we're uh, all yep. ready to wrap up then, Kyle. Kyle, thank you for coming on and talking about a very terrible WWE show with me. Oh, it was great. Yeah. Uh, i would definitely have to have you on again. Thanks for coming.
2: Oh no problem! I would like to thank you for having me. Um, oh, this is oh, yeah, yeah. I'll plug uh, myself one more time here. I'm at through my Kies, uh k y e s, not eyes, but Ky's, Ha ha. Um, I would definitely like to be on again. Uh, this is actually my first podcast, and I think it went by really well, and uh, I had a lot of fun doing it. Um, we, it was great to finally the, talk to you. We've broken the podcast cherry for a lot of people, so <laughs> oh, great! It, it felt wonderful. <laughs> It felt (laughs) wonderful. Uh, Um, Maybe we'll talk about a better pay-per-view next time. A better show. Yes.
1: Um, All right. So next week, everybody, uh, it's going to be the next episode in the Voice of Wrestling draft series, the Fancy Draft series we started two weeks ago, with the WWE men and the New Japan roster. We're going to move on to doing with the WWE women's roster and with the Joshi promotion, Stardom, Send Back Girls, and Tokyo Joshi Pro. So those will be the promotions that will be eligible in our fantasy draft. It'll be myself and three more Voice of Wrestling staffers, um, all of who appear on the show before. So Taylor will be on here, Lawson Leon will be on here, and Kelly will be on here, and the four of us will compete to see who can draft the best roster of women and then put together the best super card. So if you didn't hear the first draft show, you know, go you can go back and listen to that one first. You got a week, or actually more than a week, because we can't record until next Thursday. Um, if you have heard last week's show, it'll be more of that, or so two weeks ago. But yeah, as I said at the start, though, um, again, you know, this, is, this would have been an episode that I'm almost certain that Sean would have been on. So I'm really gonna miss him on there. I mean, he was a fucking, he was a, a you know, I wouldn't call him like a, a. Certainly, he was an expert on stardom, and it would have been awesome to have him on there. But you know, unfortunately, he's, he can't be there with us, and we'll try to have a great show without him, just like we did this week but um thank you again thank you again kyle for coming on and thank you to everybody at home who listened and we will see you again next week on am wrestling omakaze don't forget to follow us at wrestle omakaze on twitter not wrestling at wrestle omakaze
2: thanks kyle no no problem thank you for having and me on the show
1: you're right you're very welcome all right thank see you later everybody
0: here it comes again lunch